we go. Welcome to Cross Realm Podcast, the entertainment podcast hosted by CRR Gaming Group members. Today is May 3rd, 2018. You can reach the show by emailing crossrealmrebellion at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at crossrealmpod on Twitter. You can grab the RSS feed, get our show notes, and leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash crossrealmpodcast. And apply to join us in-game at crossrealmrebellion.com. Apply to join us. Now to introduce tonight's crew... I am Cricket, and Hi, we Cricket. have and we have Esmeralda Sky. Good evening. We've got Faux Render. Hello. We got the Big Blue. What up? And Electron rounds out. Hey, lunch. hey, hey! All right. Well, I just thought I'd get us started with um just some conversation starters. I would come across some interesting articles, a little bit of everything, and this first one it is I. I thought this was kind of interesting. Face, fired Facebook employee described himself as a professional stalker. <laughs> like Facebook great. hasn't been in the headlines enough <laughs> lately. This, this uh, dude. That's awesome. I know why. Right, right. But so, so did, did like, you read the article? I haven't yeah, read the article. Proud of that, or like I don't. Well, it'll all make sense. I mean, I'm assuming that he's making making a joke by you know the fact that people say that Facebook is you know. Basically, just for stalking people and by being a Facebook okay. employee, that's I what really he's saying? Hope that's what he means, but it's not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, a lot. So it's uh, worse. Yeah, it's oh, gosh. Worse. This came from the Telegraph. Um, it was an article by Robert Pachetta, uh, posted May 3rd of 2018. Facebook employee who allegedly used his privileges to stalk women online has been fired by the company. Oh, wow. The social network confirmed that the unnamed worker who described himself as a professional stalker had been fired earlier this week during an investigation. Facebook employees do have the ability to access the personal data of users. Oh, the company well, that's says wonderful. It has strict rules against workers abusing their privileges. See how well those work those rules are working out for these people. Isn't that horrible? What is the point of that quote-unquote privilege in the first place? Like, I, support maybe? Uh, probably support. Like, maybe if somebody filed a complaint, they have to be able to get onto the account to look it up. Like, but man. their personal info, like maybe if it like includes their address, uh, that might be a little too much. Yeah, could you? Yeah, I thought that was that was kind of crazy. Just to that's not so. The things that we take for we're like, oh, I'm just on Facebook, and you know how many people like do that checking in? They're always checking in, and I'm always like, why in the hell are you yeah. telling everybody where you are? I know. I have like, friends that do that all the time. Yeah, I don't get it. It's so weird. I don't like it. I don't like no programs knowing my Thank location. You. I'm like, exactly. why do you need to know my location? No. Yeah, all, all those programs like, you know, we would like to, you know, you know, would you like to turn on, you know, location services? No. 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 I mean, no. I mean, yeah, that creeps me out. I mean, the only thing I want to know my location. I do need location for. Like, you know, if I'm doing, like, I use map my hike when I, when I go hiking. Now, that one I'll turn on location because what's the point Obviously. of mapping right. your hike if you, you don't need have to location? Do that. But all the others is, you know, yeah. Like, screw you. No way. So I have I have a couple friends who won't even, like, mention that they're going anywhere or have gone anywhere until they get back for their trip. Just, that's how I am. Well, you're well, technically yeah. not supposed to. Well, yeah, so, no, yeah, so that's actually something, like, you know, I've, I've been through a, a number of operational, you know, of operational security classes, um, you know, which, yeah, that's one of the things is, you know, don't, 
don't basically announce to the world that, hey, guess what? My house is empty for the next exactly. week and a half because I'm out of country or I'm out of state because that's just asking for people to come and, you know, and rob you because they, you know, they know it. So, yeah. That is yep. that. Yeah. I, it seems like it's a very common sense thing, but especially around Christmas, I've seen where a lot of people got robbed um, because that's how you get wet bandits. Yeah. How you could get what? Wet bandits. Wet bandits. <laughs> yes, that's so true. That's so no, true. What's a wet We call bandit? your Home Alone reference, right? Yeah, Home oh. Alone. Oh, yes, right. Home okay. Yeah, that was Sticker Finger Bandits. That was, that was, well, well, no, that was the second movie. That was the second movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the Wet Bandits was the first one. Is that oh, your, my goodness. That's our calling card, Harry. You're sick. You're sick. <laughs> You're sick, Marv. Oh, You're sick, Marv. You're sick. Yes. Um, it gets even like how how it became was this um girl on Twitter. I think it was on Twitter. Yeah, it looks like she has the actual screenshots. I put another um link. It was a uh, TechCrunch. She has carrying the same um story with a little bit more detail. But um, she said, "I really hope I'm wrong about this." And she posted the picture of the Twitter account and the person saying, "So I told you what I do for work, right?" LOL. She's like, uh. "You're a security analyst. I think that's really cool." He's like, "Ha ha ha! More than that." But based off that, I also try to figure out who hackers are in real life. So professional stalker. So out of habit, I have to say that you that you are hard to find. Like, and he's they're like, "Wow!" Wow! <laughs> that's what she said. Wow! Hello. Is that what you're currently doing? Trying to internet stalk me? Like it was an actual like this person looked at it like it was a challenge. You know, like I'm mm-hmm. trying to find this person. Um. Yeah, and it says that that isn't even the whole entire exchange. That's just one excerpt. So, um, yeah, it gets it gets crazy. If you want to read more about the article, we have it in the show notes. But, good lord. That's creepy as hell. Totally. So, definitely be aware of what you share on Facebook. Uh, Fo, you were saying that you don't like that kind of stuff either, right? No. The only thing I want to know to know my location is my maps. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I don't know why people, and they say the danger of that is obviously when you do it on a regular basis, you're just telling people, mm-hmm. look for me here, Let's look for it. me there, look for me here. Or, well, and there's these, you know, data mining tools or whatever that can, if they, if someone has access to your profile, it's like, okay, you know, they can plug in your location history and be like, okay, this is where this person likes to frequent and what they like and what they do and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, why do you give people this information to exactly. use although although you know even though you're just letting your maps know your location i know like you know both google you know google maps and like apple maps and stuff you know it gleans information where you know after after yeah. you know after so long then it you know the place where it detects that you are during the evening hours it sets as your home and the place where you are during the day hours it sets as your work and it'll reset itself without you doing anything you know, in a short amount of time, because you know, I had, you know, I was living in my house for you know, for years, and that's where it was set for my home. But then I went and I stayed with my brother for a couple months when when I was in transition before I moved down here in North Carolina. And uh, after about maybe three weeks, you know, it now thought of my brother's house as my home. Wow. So I I would get in my wow. car and turn my phone on in the afternoon, and it would say, "Hey, you know, you know, it, you know, with the current traffic, it will be, you know, an hour and ten minutes to you know to get home." That's nuts. And get, yeah, that makes sense because I remember I just pulled up this other article because I remember watching this report where it said that your phone was even like people's phones were even tracking them when they were off. 
And there was this article that says Google has been collecting Android phone locations even when the location services were turned off. They did an investigation. This was posted at the end of last year in November of 2017. Yeah, the iPhones were doing that too because it came out uh, first for oh, the iPhones because right. people got it out the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, because like, people had gotten so pissed, you know, when they when they heard that, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, Apple's you know, doing the spot where it's like, you really think it's just Apple? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm, I'm not going to get an iPhone because Apple's you know, tracking the stuff. I'm like, do you really think it's just Apple doing it? Right. No, it's, it's they're all doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for some reason, Google Maps thinks that my home is my work. Everybody's yeah. doing it. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I love how you'll one be sitting at a table. Further, to take this one little step further, I always wanted to send in a uh, blood sample so they could, like, see my ancestry, you know what I'm saying? Where they could, like, look in your blood and they could tell you, basically, whatever ancestry you have. Right. Yeah, they're, like, was it 13 or whatever? The, whatever exactly. Yeah. So, but what happened is, what I, I was looking into it, and then I was, like, reading up on it, you know, you're basically giving this to them and they, basically, when you sign away your sample, they don't let you know, but you're giving them the right to do whatever they want with that sample beyond that. Wow. They could save it. They could use that information for whatever they want. Does it have to be blood or can I give them some other DNA sample? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, like I'm guessing it's blood. <laughs> but who knows? Like, crickets, But so. whoever knows. <laughs> listen, we have no idea the real research that's going on with like cloning and all these other right. things. And you just never know what they could do with that DNA sample. Because they, they put that in their wording because... They're going to make money on it somehow. Or else why would they do it? You know what I'm saying? They just do yeah. it because they own that blood sample. Once you give it to them, they technically own it. So I'm sure there are places that are researching, doing other types of research with that, and they sell it to them. And who knows what that research is? You know, just taking it one you know, step further oh, than it, like your it's Facebook. Only, it's only good research. It's only them trying to uh, cure, cure cancer, cure yeah, right. diseases. Yeah, you're thinking like yeah, on the on the. It's almost like when a drug um, dealers have a a little fake business up front. Like you're like you gotta look at these people. Like you say you're doing us a service by letting us know who our family is back in time, but what you're getting something out of this too? Because they really could give two shits. Like who our grandma was, or great grandma, or until like exactly. Yeah, exactly until. You're fighting an android freaking army in the apocalypse, and you rip its helmet off, and you're looking at yourself, and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) And that one moment, you pause for a second, because you're seeing yourself. You're like, damn it, I knew it was. And then your clone kills you. And then your clone kills you and takes over your family. Exactly. It's all about the lizard men. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, lizard men. There you go. Living under Antarctica. That's right. So, yeah, so there's that. There's all that. <laughs> but another, oh, another article, um, th- I think Cricket will appreciate this one. We didn't know that's where you were at um, when you, you left and you didn't come back. We figured you you got God of War after you returned from your Boy <laughs> Scouts, and that's where you've been in a, in a God of War cave. So, uh, yeah, yep. so actually, I, <laughs> I did get it before Boy Scouts. Like, I actually picked it up because uh, I had ordered it. Uh, I wanted the you know the God of War limited edition case for my PS4 since I was finally getting one. Oh, nice! And uh, so since I didn't do it beforehand because it came out on the twentieth, and uh, so I couldn't pre-order it at most places. So I looked around and I was able to get a 
you know, I shipped a store for Target, um, and it came in, I think, la- like a Tuesday a week ago, and I didn't even get to hook it up all last week just because I was just so busy with, you know, making sure the kids do homework and packing for my trip and just other stuff that came up, you know, that I wasn't able to play it at all last week. So I had to sit there and look at my, you know, look at the, the box with the, oh, with the game no. in it. And then I, I couldn't even play it last weekend either, you know, until Sunday when I got back. So, you know, yeah, so that's where I've been since, you know, since then, you know, last week I, I wasn't around much because just life was just busy. But then, you know, this week has been, you know, on my PlayStation. So I'll talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, this is, I saw this article and I thought, you know, might have something to add about it. But it was said, God of War becomes the fastest selling PS4 exclusive ever. That doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. So God of War has won critical acclaim from pretty much everyone. And now it is a massive commercial success as well. Publisher Sony Interactive Entertainment sold more than 3.1 million units of the franchise revival worldwide within its first three days of release, making it the fastest selling PlayStation 4 exclusive yet. Um, Sony launched God of War on Friday, April 20th, and the sales figures the company gave... um, Today or for the game's opening weekend, April twentieth to the twenty second. So, um, wow. it says by what I've been hearing, that game is so like ridiculous, so nice looking. Uh huh. Yeah, that it is. It actually starts to ruin other games for you because I- <laughs> nothing compares to how good this thing. Yeah, was. That's, I saw a number of you know number of people talking about that. It's like you know, like Reddit articles and stuff saying you know, since I started playing God of War, you know. It's, can anybody else not play any other games now or get disappointed by other <laughs> games? But like the God of War franchise does that. Whenever they come, whenever they hit a system, they usually that team usually pushes that system to the next level. Wow. Yeah, yeah and I've been yeah, I've been saying for years that this you know that this was going to be the game that would finally make me you know go out and buy a PlayStation when they finally released a God of War for it. Yeah, and it did. <laughs> and it did. So. Yeah. So how oh, now we can hook up on PlayStation now, bro. You know, hey, how do you yeah. like it so far? How do you like oh, it, pl- your PlayStation experience so far? Uh, I mean, the, uh, so the PlayStation experience, I mean, I've had a PlayStation since the PlayStation 1. Um, PlayStation 2 holds a special place in my heart because my wife picked it up on the morning of our wedding. Uh, because it was, the, it was the day that the PlayStation 2 got released. Happened to be our, our wedding day. And so I had one pre-ordered from, uh, from GameStop, I guess it was. or see, GameStop or whatever it was called before that uh, at, at our local mall. And I don't know if anybody you know remembers with the PlayStation Two releases, they were originally supposed to release whatever it was like you know a million units, and then it got cut back to like half a million units. So basically, got the amount that they were going to have ready for you know for release day got halved. So a lot of places, you know, a lot of the that were pre-ordering were calling people up and saying, you know, if you want to guarantee your pre-order, you need to come and pay in full. Otherwise, we can't guarantee you're going to have a pre-order because we're not getting as many units as we originally thought. And so I went and I paid in full, but I still didn't trust GameStop to hold onto the unit for a week while I was away at a, you know, at a honeymoon, you know, when this was, you know, I knew it was going to be a, a huge, you know, hugely selling console and with people buying them and flipping them and all that stuff, I was like, there's no way that there's, that they're going to sit on one in the store for a week. Some, you know, somebody is either going to be, you know, it, you know, either going to be too greedy and sell it to, you know, sell it to somebody else, you know, off, you know, even though they shouldn't, or just, they're going to say, well, you know, our policy is only a couple of days, so I had asked her because she was going out to the mall that morning to get her, you know, her hair done, her makeup done, and all that stuff. I was like, "Dear, while you're, you know, while you're out there, can you stop by the GameStop and pick up my PlayStation?" Like, I promise I won't play it. 
I won't break break it out at all until after the honeymoon, but I just don't trust that it won't be there. So my you know my lovely wife went and picked up my PlayStation for me while she was going through the stress of getting ready for her wedding. That's awesome. So you know, like I said, so the PlayStation I've I've been playing them for forever, and yeah, they're just you know. I've had good experiences with them. The only issue I'm having right now, a little bit with the PlayStation 4 experience, is for months now I've been getting emails saying, you know, you know, reset your PlayStation password because there's someone is attempting to reset your password. And I was like, well, it's not me because I haven't been using my PlayStation password for months, you know, for years at this point. So somebody's been trying to hack into it. So even now, mm. I just I logged in today. I turned to my PlayStation. Do, do they have a link in that email? They do, which I never follow. No, here's the thing. I was going to say, though. it's probably a phishing scam, no, yeah, honestly, which I know better. No, actually, no, I've gotten that before, and it is actually. Don't fall for it. That but I don't follow the link. Yeah, so I don't, so, you know, any any links like that, I don't follow, you know, unless it's, unless I went out and prompted for it. So, but even today, when I went and logged into my PlayStation, it wouldn't log me in because it said my account was locked. Yeah. Um, so there's something still going on. So I, I just had to go and reset my password. Yeah, you know, someone someone was again. probably trying to do that because I've had that happen to me too, but, and I actually had someone activate my account on their own PlayStation before, which was a you know a chore to get worked out. But I did. It was just like, hmm. Well, someone got my account. All right, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, and so and Sony has had at least one breach that I can recall in the past. Um, yeah, that was a big one too. Yeah, um, but you know, but other than that, you know, I haven't had any problems with it. So my you know, my PlayStation experience has been good, and my God of War experience has been great. I mean, I've loved these games, and you know, I can. I don't know if you want me to talk about it now or wait until we get into these sections where it's yeah. my turn to talk. But yeah, I mean, yeah, the, might as well. The God of War series. Well, uh, I mean, we can talk about it when it's your turn. That's why. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I will. <laughs> Take your thunder. They yeah, have to rush you along. I want you to be able to talk about it. You know. No, my my thunder. That that's what that's what a uh, Thor is going to do. Which uh, you know, I might be fighting him. I don't know yet. See, well, you will be able to tell us about that in a little bit. I could swap spots with you, anyways. I always trick everybody and throw somebody up. So I'll just I'll just throw you up above me. Talk okay. about so, Thor. I'm watching I'm Ragnarok right now. Are you? That's a good movie. Uh, like, not right now, but movie. I'm watching it on. The, I was watching it on the train, and I'm going to finish it tomorrow on the way to work. Oh, cool. I, I need to see Avengers, and apparently, uh, you didn't put that article up. But apparently, Avengers had the oh, the largest sorry. opening weekend of ever any movie ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it has for a good reason. So, I went I actually, and saw it. Yeah, I actually did not contribute to to that one just because I was out camping. Please don't discuss it. Please don't. No, I've no, already heard so much. It. There's, there, it's too early. Way too early for that. I will just say it was a very well done movie. Yeah, a couple of my coworkers decided to spoil a few things for me, and I was like, Aww. really? Really, guys? Yeah, what my dick co-worker things? Seen it twice people, already. Are, people are cool. Um, but, but, he, you know, but he is not going to spoil it because he knows that I'm after going after seeing it. I just finally saw Black Panther, I guess, two weekends ago, basically the weekend before. Basically, the weekend before Infinity War was coming out. Because I figured, you know what? Since Infinity War is coming out, I should probably see Black Panther. That was still at the theaters. So. Well, I, I had to see Ragnarok before I go see Avengers. That was the only one I didn't see yet. Oh, okay, yeah. I, yeah, I assume there's, you know, yeah, because the events of, of Ragnarok, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure are going to be a touchstone in Infinity War. Okay, well, this might be a good segue. All of this talk might be a good segue into the last article I thought was interesting. Um, it's about contact lenses that could let you shoot lasers from your eyes. Wait, what? 
Superpowers. May 3rd, 2018, coming from extremetech.com. Scientists may be close to making one of your childhood fantasies a reality. A team from the University of St. Andrews in Scotland said they've developed a thin film, organic laser emitting layer that can work on almost any surface. The researchers even added it to a contact lens that could sit on your eye. Firing lasers from your eyes might be a thing very soon. They won't vaporize bad guys, but a laser's a laser. <laughs> it says the laser emitters are basically wow. stickers considering consisting of an organic semiconducting polymer similar to the flexible OLED displays in smartphones and TVs. The membrane is only one was that one out of five thousandth of a meter, one five thousandth of a millimeter thick. Holy moly! Wow. And it emits Wait, lasers of, of a millimeter. It's a milli- millimeter. It says wow. one That's five thousandth of a millimeter. Thick. How many microns is that? Break it down yourself. Um, <laughs> nano is nine, micro is six, so it said five, one five thousandth. Yes. Uh, well, a so micron, it's like, is, a, it's like, a micron like, is a millionth. We of have a, meter. a genius doing work. Yeah. Let him talk. Go for it, Will. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I was just going to say he's that trans- it's like. Hey, I'm in awe. I'm, is anybody else with me like going, holy shit, dude is totally breaking down why <laughs> 5,000 of a millimeter uh, into microns? I'm I mean, always... I have a background in engineering, so. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm listening. Um, Yeah, basically, <laughs> it's it's like. That'd be five microns, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. If it could say thousandth of a millimeter, you guys would be a micron. A oh my god, I'm boring right now. See, so. you know, go back and dip your paintbrushes <laughs> in your tea cup, okay? I'm listening to some yes, brains I working think over here. you are correct. <laughs> 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 It says it comes close to the theoretical limits in weight and thickness for laser emission. They're also durable enough to integrate with other devices, hence the contact lenses. And it said, also, the laser doesn't need a battery, which is handy if you're going to have it stuffed in your eye. Instead, the semiconducting polymer fluoresces when oh, fluoresces when exposed to light. That's what powers the laser. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Did you guys see the, the vi- little video I posted in our Discord general where you can have flamethrowers that are activated by punches? Say what? You didn't see that, dude? I posted No, that when did you post that? In a general chat in Discord, I posted a link to a video, and these two dudes have, like, gloves, and they make a pun- punching action, and it shoots, like, freaking shoots flames. I think it's a fifth like- of a micron, actually. Yeah, I, I was just, I was actually just typing that, because I figured oh. I didn't want to talk about it, but, because I, I thought she was saying, basically, five one-thousandths. No, it's, one, yeah, it's one, 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 one five-thousandths, five yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, so back to fl- back to flamethrowers <laughs> activated by punches. <laughs> like, that's nuts, right? So if you combine the two, what would you do if you came home and all of a sudden you have lasers that are coming out of your eyes and you could just, like, punch the air? And, like, this goes right along with these movies that are coming out. You could... It's pretty amazing. That's a whole lot of pew-pew. Yeah. <laughs> Foe, do you not see this? Like, could you imagine getting on the subway with your laser eyes? I couldn't imagine. Would go over well? I'm no. sure they'd kick him off the subway. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want no Superman around here. Because there'll be times I give people like a real nasty look, and I might cut them in half with a laser. <laughs> what, what, and be like, my you, bad. Can you laser the stank? 
on with them? What would you do? <laughs> would you be like, what the hell am I in, in the movie Big and Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> like the guy is like, like that big hat on and like lasers are coming out of his eyes. That would trip me up. Oh, the, uh, God, what was that uh, guy from Mortal Kombat, Raiden? Oh, Raiden. yes, yes. Yeah, the Raiden look like. like- Lightning out of his fingertips. Oh, that movie came out way before Raiden. Exactly. Well, way before Raiden no, didn't Mortal Kombat like did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Granted, yeah, Raiden has been a Japanese. The, the jam. God, I don't remember what So, in case you didn't know, now you do. This is the thing. Crazy. So, I know, right? <laughs> All kinds of crazy stuff. But now we're going to be going on over. Now we can hear about Cricket's love affair with God of War in a minute. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, I, you know, I've been playing God of War now for the you know, for the past week since I you know, since I started playing it uh, this weekend, and it's it is a really good game. You know, I'm not surprised at all that it you know made the the fastest selling PS4 exclusive, although. I guess it's fastest selling. It's like a, a million units. Or something. I don't know what exactly that means by fastest selling. Um, but yeah, it's you know the I've always loved the play style of the God of War games. I mean, it's the the third person action uh, you know action, but it seems more fluid than a lot of the others, like you know the Tomb Raiders and some of the other platformers like that. Um, to me, it's always just seemed to handle itself better. Um, but it's the story is just what has always pulled me in. I mean, I've always been a mythology fan, um, most you know more the Norse than the Greek stuff. Although I read you know a large amount of the Greek mythology back in you know back in my youth. So if you know if you're not familiar with the God of War series, you know the the real quick and you know real quick and dirty of at least the f- you know the first you know part of the first three is you you know you have this guy he he was a leader of the of some armies he was getting defeated he pledged his life to to Ares to give him the power to defeat his enemies you know he gave him the power but then he kind of you know you know then had his soul and when i think it was like i think kratos like tried to kind of re- he got pissed that his soul was given away and he kind of tried to renege on the deal and then uh you know that pissed Ares off and you know he he made him do some bad stuff that he regretted and then he got pissed at Ares and wanted to wanted to kill him and so you know he's going through and he's basically in order to kill a god you know he's got to gain power so you're going through the, the games and you're you're killing demigods and gods and titans and all that as you progress through the three games gaining power and you know eventually he you know he does be he does overthrow and kill Ares at the you know in the first game and becomes the new god of war and then you know progresses from there where he gets more pissed and pissed at the other gods for you know for their their actions and deeds that they're doing, you know, messing with the lives of humans, messing with his life. Uh, so he's is going through and just murdering the pantheon of the Greek gods, you know, systematically. Um, and so one of the things I think is so great about him is that, you know, I remember reading all these stories, and a lot of them, it was, you know, it was, they were fun stories because these gods, they had all these powers, but th- they pull a lot of the same mythology into this game, but the way they pull it in, you realize that the gods were dicks. I mean, they, oh yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like you hear like the stories now like as an adult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like yeah. The, the gods were real assholes. You know, they they did such you know such terrible stuff to hum, you know to humans according to the stories, and yeah, so they're getting their comeuppance from you know from this you know 
this enforcer, this you know, this Kratos, this this Spartan rage. He goes through and he's murdering them, and it and that same theme pulls its, its way into God of War four with going into you know the Norse mythology. He's sitting there and he's getting you know he's you know he's learning now about you know the Norse gods and the way they treated the giants and you know the other people and yeah like you know Thor you know Thor is just you know, almost just as much of an asshole in general than Loki is and but like if most of what you know from like Thor and all that is from like your Avengers movies and all that stuff yeah Thor's the great guy you know he's the savior of man, you know of you know of humanity type thing you know he's this you know he's you know lawful good type thing or chaotic good type thing but no he's you know he was as much of a dick he would he had anger problems i mean he was the the god of the normal man but it's because he had anger problems and he would just get pissed and he'd go and he'd go on a killing rage and he would you know he would kill giants he would kill gods and he he wasn't a good person <laughs> and you know and odin you know he's not a good person you know you know same with like zeus and all that stuff and it's it's funny exactly thought of those so much you know when i was reading the stories as a kid and yeah it's just funny <laughs> how it goes through with that i i really like it you know and i think i may have spoiled part of uh Part of a story hitched myself because of some of the knowledge that I have, um, but we'll see what 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 happens. You know, just knowing some of the stories of the gods, and you know the interactions with some of the different gods, and you know, and dwarves and giants and all that stuff. You know, I, there might be some story, some story twists that might be coming up, um, but I don't know. You know, for certain yet. I wonder so. if Kratos ever makes it to Valhalla and just rips the shit out of that place. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, he's not going to kill too many gods in this one, um, so that they, you know, can continue making these games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it was it was one of those things with God of War one. You know, he, you know, he only, you know, he he killed so many people, but he left a lot alive. You know, so you had sequels, you know, to go through. Because especially with that one, you know, then he went through and he start, you know, with God of War two, he started going through and killing the Titans to gain their power, you know, in order to to go to go forth. And then you know he he killed a lot of the demigods and all that stuff as well. So um, so far I've only I think I'm a good deal through, and I've I've actually only encountered and fought against three gods. Um, one of them is one you fight at you know way early at the beginning, and it's mostly just an introduction. And it's kind of the you know it's in the kind of the prologue. It's the the driving force that that sends him off on his quest. Um, for the most part, um, and you know, so you have an interaction. You don't even know which god it is to start with. It, he's he's introduced as you know as stranger in the uh, you know in the the subtitles and everything. So you don't even know who it is. He's just some guy who comes over and says, "I know who you are, and I'm here to find you and and take you with me." And Grace is like, "Screw you! No, you're not." And that's uh, so why you get into a fight. And uh, so you, I fought him, and then there was two of uh, Thor's nephews that I've fought. Um, but that's all I've fought so far. I mean, there's been mention of a lot of them, so I don't think we're going to go through and kill that many gods in this one. So they're leave- I think they'll be leaving themselves open for a lot of, uh, you know, for a sequel too, which I'm excited about. So, so for someone who hasn't played any of the other ones, I- obviously it sounds like you could kind of just jump in, but would you recommend going back and playing? The other um, ones, the rest I mean, of I would them? recommend playing them just because they're great games. Uh-huh. But as far as the the story, like, yeah, you know, some of the you know, knowing some of the backstory, you know, you know, would give you some little kind of you know clues into some stuff before they tell it to you. But it seems like it's it's pretty standalone ish enough yeah. okay. that you know 
having any knowledge beforehand, you know, apart from the fact that, you know, he, you know, he did come from, you know, he was Greek and he, you know, and he had the powers of a god. Um, knowing that, which you kind of know out of the, the title, and if you know, you know, if you've heard anything about the game, um, that's about the extent of what you might need to know, because you know that's kind of the driving force. Is these these Norse gods? They know that he is a you know a god from you know you know out of his realm, and so that's you know part of why you know I think they're after him because he is this god killer. Yeah. Okay. And so knowing that much knowledge is really all you need. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I'd recommend playing them just because they're fun. Cool. Awesome. But that's all, right. all I have to say for now. All righty. Well, we look forward to hearing more because I'm sure you'll be able to have more to share too. And it's funny because like you got bombed with so many cool gaming stuff. Like you got your VR, and then um, like it seems like you you have so many things that you could be playing right now. <laughs> And and that, yeah, and not enough time to do everything, you know. That's exactly the problem. And, and you have your VR, and you have your PC, and you have like all these things. That's cool. What a great problem to have, right? You and Luminan are this is yeah. I, I have board games similar. I want to play. I I did actually finally break out one of my board games I hadn't played. Uh, uh-huh. Which I can't remember if I talked about that. Uh, I, last... Yeah, I think on our last, not the past, the one because you couldn't make it last week. Yeah, the week prior. Yep. I think you were late because you were busting out family game night and you were trying yep. a game. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yep. So that's that's cool. That's awesome. But Mr. Blue, what have you been up to? Um. Well, I've been playing Ark on the RP server with you guys, and that was that's uh, been a blast. And then yeah, uh, Luminin, I think it was last week or the week before, posted the trailer for the new. Uh, War of the Warcraft expansion that's coming out soon. Uh-huh. And, uh, he uh, put it in a spot where I'd see it. I watched it. <laughs> and... <laughs> and then this son of a bitch talks me into watching it. And then, and then I talked Foe into watching it. And as is the past couple of weeks, my, my, my finger's been itching to pull the trigger and reactivate my WoW account, and I finally broke down and reactivated it, and as soon as I jump on the game, I look through all my old characters and realize I have no idea how to play them anymore. Oh, yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what pushed me to join Blue was, like, Awk was giving me a hard time with this bullshit, and, like, it's not going... It's not working with my uh, direct acts, and... I just couldn't fix it again. I was like, "No, what, dude? I'm just gonna play WoW with you because that game just always works." It, it's just one of those things. It's not super intensive unless you have a bunch of people on. But even then, that was—I uh, don't know. The last time I played it was like at least six years ago, ish. And I got a better computer now, so I doubt I'll even have an issue with that. And uh, yeah, so I—I've been playing that. I uh, decided to make a new character with Foe. We've been leveling that up, and then when Foe's not on, I've been working on a a shaman that I started up when we were playing the free level 20s, and uh, I've been avoiding my paladin for when you guys get on, so I'll, I'll play that up with you guys. But yeah, it's I've, I've been playing WoW for the past couple of days, and it's been a lot of fun. I, I forgot how much I enjoyed this game. I think awesome. I'm currently at level 31-ish. Currently at level 31. Yeah, need to get more CR people up in here. played uh, plenty of WoW too, right? Yes, yes, I have. Yes. 
Because I, I started back, I played through um, Wrath and then Cataclysm and Mr. Pandaria, and I bought um, Warlords of Drainer. I played through that, and then now we are at um, Legion, and I'm in that, but I never made it to level 110 yet. So I have like, I'm in that, I just dropped off, I started playing freaking Ark, and I never looked back. It was like, I was infected, and I just couldn't. But I hear you, foe. I understand. Because we were joking. I was like, it's like the toxic um, relationship where you don't realize how much bullshit you go through just to play the game because you're so acclimated to it. Like, it's just right. common sense. It's just common, not common sense, but common um, occurrence. Like, you're like, oh, you, you know, you don't realize that you shouldn't have to jump through so many hoops to play a game. And we're so used to doing it that we forget what it feels like to literally just log in and play, like, log in and play a game and not have to deal with any of the bullshit. And I'm sitting there being like, um, like, this, like, looking at, at my PC and be like, man, I want to get a new one. But then I'm like, the Actually, only game right. that doesn't yeah. work on my PC, literally the only one, ARK. It's the only game that gives me a hard time on my PC. My PC literally, it plays everything else. It doesn't and, have a problem ever with anything else. And that was one of the things that originally prompted me and this is more a more general view, uh, you know, obviously, but that was one of the things that prompted me uh, to to jump to consoles and play console games for a while because I just got tired of messing with trying to get games to work on my computer. I was like, I'm tired of this. I just want to play games and not worry about it. <laughs> well, and you honestly, it should we should be able to do that. Do you feel like there's been a shift that have you ran into any problems when you guys play console games? Because even the Never. console arc people have problems. Well, yeah, it's arc is like, obviously a different yeah. story. It's altogether. just arc itself, but yeah. well, arc console isn't as much of an issue to getting in as much as like it just will drop you. Every once. Holy uh, moly! Sorry about that. Some birth control going on behind you. <laughs> <laughs> He died in Fortnite. He was upset. Yeah, he was um, <laughs> I don't know how you can hear. It was <laughs> well. The good thing is you're a gamer dad, so you can understand his frustration. Could you imagine um, him having parents that did not that do not play games and having him lose his mind? All that that used to kind of drive me drive me crazy when I was growing up. My yeah, you know, yeah, it sucks. Like you know, I think that you know, but. But dad, I'm gonna die. You are not gonna die. Your character might be dying, but you are not dying because you know because I talked or you know be, you know because I interrupted you or whatever. <laughs> yes. Unless you're playing Alien Isolation on the PS4 and it's listening I to your controller. I still So I I totally understand how your son feels. Oh, so the control the controller does that too? Because I know the Connect uh, with Xbox did that. If you you can turn it on to have yep. the the ambient noise. Yep. Um, you can you can turn that feature off, but I think it's on by default. Oh. Crazy. Yep. So yeah. So how's your time been in World of Warcraft? It's been good. I mean, it's it's a lot less grindy than it used to be. I mean, there was a, an instance where me and Foe had to spend like twenty minutes farming these uh, I don't know spinal dust and rotted hearts, and <laughs> for some reason. It would not drop for foe. Like, I had, like, 20 <laughs> extra hearts, and foe was just going nuts. Isn't that always the way of those games? Yes, <laughs> one, one person gets it in five minutes, and, you know, you're sitting there, you're That's spending an hour, so and you get true. one of them, it's like, you fucking thing. Like, like the holiday mounts, you know, I never win the damn things, but everybody around me seems to have, like, 
oh, I won the mountain again. I'm like, oh, you won the mountain again. Oh, you're so sad. <laughs> like, I'm like, here I am, like, frothing, chomping at the bank, just twitching over here, waiting for years to get a freaking holiday mount to drop, running on every <laughs> character I can, and that sucker will not drop. And then somebody just rolls in, and then they, they can't trade it. I think they should be able yeah. to gift it to somebody. They're like, oh, I just party. got the love rocket again. Yeah, again. I'm like, again. oh, get lost. That's what my sister and I used to joke because she said, I have a great drop rate in real life and she has a great drop rate in game and she has a sucktastic one in real life. I said, I'm sorry, when you put it that way, I guess I am winning because I would never have a real life drop rate. <laughs> exactly. Go around and brag that I got like the parrot in um, Strangle Throw and Veil that nobody else could get. You know you no, want that parrot. When, don't when you're lie. talking about a real life <laughs> drop rate, what are you referring to exactly? Good luck in life, bro. Good luck in life. You know, oh, okay. Like, you know, you got a good job. You have yeah, good yeah, friends. Okay. You have a good husband or wife. I, I kind of figured, but assholes. You know, like your your job. I, I don't know if there's anything specific, but come yeah, on, I bro, get with it. Yeah. No, I, yeah. don't. You, don't. you you leave him alone. Him and Cricket <laughs> solve that one. Oh my God! Stop babying him. him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the one thing that bothered me most about that quest was the fact that I had, like, five extra of these rotted hearts that wouldn't drop for foe, and I couldn't figure out why. Turns out it was a daily quest. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sucks. And we couldn't trade because we're cross-server playing right now, because he of wanted course. to stay on his server because his characters had money, and I wanted to stay on mine because my characters had the money. Well, so I was I still sitting on, like, 14,000 gold. I was like, I kind of <laughs> want to, like, leave that behind. Yeah, yeah I, I spend a lot of that, and now my characters probably between all of them maybe have 300 gold now. Good, you're my kind of people. I suck at gold making. I just not. I just suck at it. But I, I know some people are like fantastic. Well, it's just funny because the highest character I have is level 85, so that just shows the last time I played. It just, it's been that long. Holy shit, 85? Yeah, me too. Yep. God, you guys, come. Yep, we're both 85. Hey, I'm so excited, though. I actually just subscribed for this month, so I'll be joining you. I just, I just bid it too. But um, ah. I'm excited though that I get to have someone to level with because everybody leveled past me. So this might be my second coming. This might, might be my let my ha. Ah. I actually have someone to play with now that'll do it because everybody else like. They ate through that content, and I can't remember what happened. I think that's when my my computer took a dump the first time. No, it's so I, annoying. So pissed me off. I have a real life friend, right? Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, I do. I hope Actually. so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I have a real life friend uh -huh. who plays WoW all the time, and really? I'm talking like this friend. He's a very good friend of mine, but he refuses to play WoW with me. Outright, I just I have no idea. Those are too casual. Huh. It's Can the weirdest thing. No, it's like, listen. I'm talking about when I was heavy into raiding. Like I was in a high-end raid team. He was on a high-end raid team. I don't. Yeah, he's a competitive, but like Maybe. I just didn't get it. I'm like, dude. Like as a matter of fact, the is the funniest thing. So when uh, Lich King first came out, we both waited outside for the midnight release. And in Manhattan, they had like a big deal. There were people from Blizzard there. They had a stage set up. They oh, were giving yeah. out. They, they were giving out headphones and T-shirts to like wow. the first three hundred people. That's impressive. It was cool. It was. It was. It was like. A, it was like a party. It was definitely dope. So we had a good time, and we went to his house. And literally, I slept over his house for four days. And all we did was play Lich King. We were like, we're gonna be the first ones with Death Knights. 
on our server. Sure enough, you know, some other dude who like wore a freaking diaper while he was playing, <laughs> you know, he made it like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? But we were going hard and we played the whole weekend and the weekend ends, whatever. I go back and that's it. We've never played together since then. What the hell? That's I so don't funny. know. And I said, actually, no, we used to play together though. every once in a while. We would play together, right? Every once in a while, like my raid team needed like an alternate, and I'll be like, "Yo, you want to get in on this?" And he would, or his raid team needed like an alternate, and I would jump in. You know what I'm saying? And have? but like that was so weird. That was it. And we were both on the same server. Everything. It was just, just it's the weirdest thing. Pull the trigger and and use this as like, "Hey man, I just subscribed again. You know, I'm I'm back in Warcraft." I'm gonna yeah, tell him, "Yo, dude, I do a podcast. You should listen to this week's yes. podcast." Yes. <laughs> just so he knows yeah, you're talking about that. Like that. You, out, you, what's up, Foe's friend? What's up? Don't be scared of the Foe Jamma Jamma. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. It's just the weirdest thing. I don't know. Maybe I don't That's know. Weird. It was just it was it was the weirdest thing. That's weirdest thing. I actually got started in in playing World of Warcraft from my real life friends, my coworkers, and stuff. And my husband, like they were the ones that were playing it first together, and then I joined in. So, I my situation was the opposite. Like we looked forward to playing with each other, but then they all got butt hurt when Cataclysm came out and they changed all the stuff. And they're like, "We can't play anymore." And then they all nerd raged and quit. And oh I just man, kept trucking. that but, sounds like me. Speaking know, of that, you know, but not for nothing. They're re-releasing like original Warcraft, right? Yeah, or, we know oh, sorry, but Warcraft. they've been promising World this forever. Yeah. We'll see. I don't want, I mean, I'm sorry, they could keep vanilla Warcraft. If it's going to take me forever to level exactly. and to gain gold, they could keep all that shit. Yeah, Seriously. people ha have those, you know, those, those nostalgia glasses. But I'm like, no, yeah. So I, those I, are I memories because the game was great back then. Right. Because it was the but only thing. I just want a shaman that can tank again. That would be badass. Well, anyway, yeah. so, but, I was, but I, was, I, was, I was about to say, some of the most fun I ever had was playing during the Lich King when, like, the, uh, the, the uh, Heath Knights were like these uber powerful. Yes. We were running through just five Death asses. Knights, just doing dungeons and instances, yes. just five Death Knights doing our thing. Uh -huh. It was so much fun. And I'm so happy that I chose to level that up first when the Lich King dropped rather than level my Rogue first <laughs> because they nerfed it like the next week. So I got to play it at its full, just badassness. It was such a good time. That's awesome. You're going to say cool. Cricket? Um, yeah, I was just saying, you know, it not just WoW, but, you know, so many of the nostalgia glasses, not just that, you know, the games were good for their time because we didn't we didn't have anything else or have the improvements, but also, like, you know, that was, what, 13 years ago when original WoW came out? Right. And so I think about, like, where I was in life back then, and, you know, I didn't, you know... Right. Well, I, I had just had my son. My son was just born, um, uh, like, four days or five days before WoW came out. Um, so I, yeah, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have the life I have now, just like even with like, that's you know, the exact reason why I quit the first time too, all, like EverQuest and all those things. It's like, I had more, more free time. Now I'm a 40 year old guy, you know, I don't have all the free time to, to play that stuff. So I can't, you know, my priorities have changed. I don't have the time to, to spend writing right. all that just stuff. Just sitting so there and just like, just like countless hours are just like doing the PvP. And then the way they did the PvP back then is like, if you didn't PvP, you would lose ranks. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like, I remember you, being like an officer weekend. rank and just sitting there watching, like, no way is freaking Joey Blades gonna skip me. No, it's not <laughs> happening. And I would go back in and I would grind that PvP till I got above Joey Blades again. And I'm like, no. 
I'm I remember the Lieutenant guy Sergeant. who PvP'd I forgot exactly for like what a month straight. But I was like fourth in line. Like I was like hardcore and just watching Oof. people creeping up on you like, man, if I don't play tomorrow, I'm going to drop down to like rank five. This is ridiculous. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I know this guy that played for like a month straight. He got the best armor he could. He took a two-day break, came back, and he couldn't use the armor no more. Yeah. Oh, but, wow. Well, I know what I know what the, the you know the, the top end PvPers on my server had done was they actually they had a you know they had an order and there was like you know five or ten or whatever you know they were the top ones you know the no lifers they're going to spend the time and they would take you know they'd kind of take turns and it would be one of those things that they'd say you know okay Joey Blades is going to be you know the next Joey Blades. he's going to be the next Grand Warlord that's you know that we're going to have here so the rest of us are going to make you know the rest of them were going to make sure that they did not have more honor than he did. And that nobody else had more honor. If there was anybody outside their group that was creeping up, they would all sit there and push themselves all up there. But they would always make sure that he was number one, at least for the number of weeks it took until you know, he ranked up to you know to get Grand Warlord. And then he it was like vampires from like from like Underworld. Like it's his turn to reign. Everybody yeah. else is going to be sleeping. And then yeah, you because know, then once he hit that, then he could buy the you know he could buy the weapons, yep. the Grand Warlord weapons, and yep. then he wouldn't need you know, need to be up there anymore. And so then you know he would be part of the team that would make sure to ensure the next person in line goes up there. And yeah, it's like unless you were you know going to devote that time, there was no way you could do it. Yeah, I remember I I was spending you know every night just sitting there playing for hours, and yeah, I I, you know, I was one of the you know semi you know like not no lifers, but I was you know spending all my free time playing the game. And I could only break like whatever it was first sergeant or you know, you know it was you know midway through you know a little higher than half type thing, and then I go away for one one week on a vacation. And I drop down like two ranks, and it's like I just spent like two months trying to get up there, and I lose it in one week of not being able to play yep. on vacation. And I was like, screw this, I'm done with you know done with this grind. I got done with it real quick too. Yeah. I feel like I need to make a rogue now and name him Joey Blade. <laughs> <laughs> you totally should. That name's definitely oh, taken. Man. Joey Blades. That's funny. <laughs> Gosh. So, uh, Fo, you're right after Blue, and you guys kind of been having the Warcraft love affair. Um, yeah, we've been doing the Warcraft stuff. We've been doing uh, the bromance, the Wild of Warcraft bromance. Yeah. Um, Has Luminan got in yet and let us no. know? No. Okay. Not yet. No, his his schedule's been kind of conflicting. I'm hoping to deal with that tomorrow, though. What I'm going to do is, when he gets out of work, if I see everybody really True. jamming out, I might just move my rogue over to that server. Yeah, I, I have care. I'm just rolling new characters over here on this on Moonguard. Um, I have characters everywhere else, too. I feel you. It's like $20, 20 $25 to move your character. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's up? I think. I think that's what it is. Well, instead so, of doing that, I might just leave my character where it is, and then if I really need gold and stuff... One. Exactly, I'll just buy a token and put yeah. in the auction house and make 200,000 freaking there gold. go. Try that. Anyway, so what I've been doing in-game and out-of-game, I've been trying to get Ark to work, for one. So, <laughs> that has not been going that great You're for me. Not oh, yet. It gosh, happened yeah. again, and I, I don't know. I'm going to have to reinstall it. And install it. We were playing on, but it ended up being the official. Team. Yeah, it just it pissed me off. And then I thought I fixed it last night, and I was playing for a little while, and it crashed again. I was like, no, when I'm done. So, I might reinstall on something over the weekend, but for now, I'm not putting no more thought into it. So, that's what happened there. Um, then over the weekend, though, I played in a Shadespire tournament. So obviously, week by week, if you're listening to the show, I've been in love with this game, Warhammer Underworld's Shadespire. And I've been loving that game. So there was a tournament over the weekend, 
and I played in it, and I got third place, which was pretty rad. Nice. So I got some limited nice, edition man. loots. I got limited edition tokens, limited edition uh, box for my deck. I got a limited edition deck box. I got a limited edition uh, full art cards, which was pretty cool. What's nice about that is like like um, first place through fourth place is the same prizes, except first place gets a sweet trophy. So that's the only difference. But if hold on a second, what are we waiting on? We're holding on a second. I, I think he's probably talking to. Sorry, kid. no. What happened was I was in that Discord and I was in that voice channel that I got the voice thing turned oh, on, and somebody's going bananas in there, and yeah. I'm talking, and it's like coming through my headset. <laughs> I had to exit out of Discord so I wouldn't get the voices. Well, oh, it's geez. funny because Scarlett just jumped into Discord and said hi, and I was like, "What's up?" And I thought it was in here, and that's why yeah. I said that. And a second ago, I was like, "Oh." Yeah. So, um, what happened was in that Chase by tournament, which was kind of cool. So I won my first game, which was awesome. And then obviously, all the people that won their first game have to play one another, while the losers all play, you know, play themselves. So, um, losers have to play themselves. Then the second, then the uh, second game, I lost my second game. And I was like, oh, damn. So then in round three, uh, which was the last round, it was a, it was a half a day tournament. It wasn't like a full day. So um, in my second game, I lost. And then, and then I, um, I turned around and pulled out the victory in the third round. But the thing is, the two victories that I had, I like demolished my opponents by so much that the person who was in second place that beat me I actually knocked him down to fourth place because just I beat my other two opponents by such a large margin, I pushed him out of the uh, top three. That, that's got a sting. <laughs> Which was good for me. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of Shades, uh, on Friday I had some time to kill between work and having to go meet up for the uh, the camping trip. So I stopped off at you know our local game store to see what you know just to see what they had because you know, I haven't been there in a while, um, and I was looking over to see what they had for Shadespire stuff, and all they had was they had like one I guess it's a starter box set because it was a bigger box that was sixty bucks, and then they just had like one other uh, set. So you know you're you've been you've been talking about this and it doesn't seem like my store has much stuff. So I don't know whether they're playing it there or not. Either had, that or people are playing stuff. it. Maybe people are playing it and they're buying it. It's possible, but yeah, because they, they had all the Warhammer stuff there, and like at first I didn't see it at all, but it was because it was in the middle of all the Warhammer stuff. I was like, "Oh, here's Shadespire," so I didn't pick it up, um, but I, I did. I did see it, and like I said, I I was kind of expecting there to be more stuff there. Um, well, like they said, well they have out. this. Well, they have the starter box, and they have um, Starbucks as two faction, and then I think there's only like four other factions. Like the game's relatively new. Yeah. So it's not like they actually had it. You know, they had the starter. They had one faction, so they were missing the other factions. Three factions, three or four factions. Okay. So, wasn't terrible. All right. Compared to what you know, they have. They had yeah, like twenty five percent of what's out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just assuming that it was like, uh, it was going to be not quite as bad as Warhammer, where there's you know just five million products out there. But I thought there was from what, what you're talking. I thought it was more products available to buy. So I guess it wasn't too bad. Yeah, so it's relatively new, but that's what makes it great because you could get in on the ground floor while it's coming up. So it's not that bad. It's like you could buy things as it comes out. Like I'm at the point now where I own everything. So when a warband pops up, I spend, you know, the cash for it. And it's like 
small investments for like now on. You know, there's no large investments anymore. It's yeah. just, you know, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. I also saw some Blood Bowl boxes there, too. Oh, yeah. Blood Bowl there, too. That's cool. Yeah. yeah in my area, Shade Spar is really popular and Blood Bowl is pretty popular. Okay. But other than that, we also cracked open a new board game over the weekend. Ooh. Bring up the link to the. I'm so I got Steampunk Rally. Steampunk Rally. That sounds cool. Steampunk like, Rally is a strategy game that incorporates steampunk as more than just a bit of chrome. Using a unique dice placement mechanism, players take on the roles of famous uh, inventors from the turn of the last century, like Nikola Tesla, Mary Mary Curie, constructing fantastical contraptions that makes use of steam, heat, and electricity in an attempt to win a no-holds-barred race through the Swiss Alps. Wow. So that's the premise of the game. That is pretty cool. How did it um, go so what, with your family? So what's cool about this, it's a drafting game slash strategy game. So a drafting game works like this. Everybody picks up a pile of cards, and you pick one card from your pile, and then you pass the rest of your pile to the person on your left or your right-hand side. And then vice versa. So that person does the same thing. So eventually you pick all your cards, and then you play those cards that you got picked. That you picked up from the yeah. various pods cards. So and you can play them all at the end of each round, as opposed to like Seven Wonders, where it's every time you pick the cards you play them. Well, yeah, you play them during that round, or if you want to save certain cards, you know, because they do certain effects in the race. Oh, okay. You know, like a super boost, or you know, you're gonna knock somebody else out, or you're gonna jump over something, or wh- whatever okay. it is. So, and then there's there's these these contraption cards. So you you begin with the cockpit. So certain inventors their contraptions might have might have two cards or three cards depending on who you pick and each and each inventor has their own little special thing and what it is is you you um place more cards making your contraption larger and larger and when you hit obstacles pieces of your contraption go flying off and if you lose all of your pieces included including your cockpit you lose the game and as long as you finish the as long as you go across the finish line with your cockpit you you are considered finishing. So you could have this giant ship that you eventually build, and by the end of it, you come crashing through the finish line with just your cockpit and win the race. <laughs> nice. So and then there's these uh th- th- these uh red dice, yellow dice, and blue dice, and you place them on your cards. And the dice are steam, electric, fire, and depending on what parts you have on your contraption, those are powered by certain elements, and you have to have those dice. And you can't replace the dice until they run out. So what happens is when you when you pick up your dice, you roll them, and it's one to six. And depending on on, on what you roll, that's how long those remain on your card. So if you if you roll a two, it remains for two rounds. If you roll a three, three rounds, etc. And those dice power your contraptions. So it's a lot of fun. It's a total blast. The kids loved it. Um, everybody loved it. It's that sounds a, like a fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. It's lighthearted. There is strategy because, as a matter of fact, like I was in last place and I wound up coming in second place at the very end because I was saving all these cards and then I did like a last turn run. I did like a boost, a leap, a jump, you know, and then I, well, and then I finished in second place. You were trying to take first from somebody, weren't you? Of course I was. That's the whole point. And the cool part is when you cross the finish line, like there's a bunch of spaces beyond the finish line. So not only do you get across the finish line, you have to be like the most spaces deep 
past the finish line to win the race. So it's not even over when you think it's over. So you could, yeah, you could only move so far each turn, depending on what's on your contraption and other things. Well, so did your family like it? Um, I said yes. I oh, said they sorry. loved it. They totally sorry. loved it. I sorry, I missed it. I was bringing Scarlett in so she could listen to us while we record. So. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I good. noticed your lack of interaction in the conversation. <laughs> I interact all the time. What are you talking about? Sometimes I over-interact. <laughs> it's nice to just sit back and not interact. <laughs> is there a such thing? Oh, yeah. So, St- Steampunk Rally, it's a fun game. Um, is it a game that, that you have to go and get? No. But it's a fun game. It plays in like uh, six, it, it, and it plays in like an hour. It's kind of quick. And you'll have a lot of fun playing it. A lot of laughs. But, you know, it's not a super deep game. But it's a lot of fun. So, where can you find a game like this? Um, usually online or a store that sells miniatures and board games and more like gamey games. Like if you, if you go to Toys R Us at Target, you probably won't find games like this. I think, uh, Barnes and Nobles actually has games like this though. So you might be able to go there. Barnes and Nobles. You you can't say Toys R Us anymore. They're not a thing. Yeah. Well, Toys R Us never had these type of games. They had more of your regular mainstream games, classic games, you know. Anymore. Which they, I'm not saying they're bad, but you know, people don't all, buy them like you know wide enough. They don't buy enough to warrant these bigger companies to like stock them. Yeah, there's, there's also a lot in some of those malls, those uh, stores where it's like the the mind games or whatever they're called, where it's uh, it's a lot more of the um, you know kind of like games, puzzles you know, and stuff like that. Puzzle, you know, and sometimes yeah. they have. Uh, some of these more strategy games and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I usually always go to you know my my FLGS, my friendly local game store. Um, you know, the then they usually have them, and, and a lot of them, you know, if they don't have it, if you ask them, a lot of times they'll order it because many of these, you know, they can get it from a publisher, but you know, they just you know as they're buying other stuff, they'll just put in an extra order for a game. Uh, nothing. I know these the ones that I've gone to. I'll ask nothing. Them, oh yeah, sure. I'll have it in a week or two or whatever. And also, nothing beats cracking open, like, one of these new games, like, these more of the uh, higher-end games. Like, if you open up Monopoly, right? You open it up, uh-huh. things are nice, you know, the, the pieces are what they are, the quality is okay. But when you open up one of these other games, like, just everything is, like, just super nice quality. Even, like, the card stock is just better card stock. The board is just, it feels heavier, it's more of a weighty board. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool, though, too, that this is a two-to-eight player game, so... You are like it feels like it has more room to fluctuate the amount of players. Yeah, so we had like that. Yeah, we had five. We had five, five people, and it was totally That's fun. Cool. So it, it looks like game. So it looks like this was a Kickstarter game. I'm looking here, and you know, at the entry for it on Board Game Geek, and one of the things I notice here when it talks about the component list, it says uh, the original Kickstarter version used metal cogs for the currency instead of cardboard. Right. And as an added stretch goal, had translucent mini dice. So it sounds like you know this is another one of those games like so many of the ones out there now that were original Kickstarters and you know, I would have kickstarted this game if I would have seen it. Yeah, and it looks like it's been out since 2014, 2015 type thing. So it's it's not you know brand new or anything like that. But it's it's this is 2015 release. Yet I saw somewhere in here it said it like won like the 2014 Canadian Game Award or something like that. Yeah, yeah 2014 finalist for Canadian Game Design Award. And uh, I, I see here one of the names on the list of inventors is Loveless. Does that mean you can play as a, a giant spider? 
giant uh, steampunk spider? <laughs> no. <laughs> and people probably don't realize what movie I'm referencing there. Wow, wow, where's... Right there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Going which, straight through which, the Wild Wild West. Kevin Smith has a funny story about that, uh, about Wild Wild West. Kevin Smith? Yeah, yeah Kevin Smith, if you, if you ever... If you ever seen him talk or anything, you know anything like oh, that. I'm kind of jealous now because these these are translucent dice are nice. Yeah. Like they are nicer than the solid ones. Well, translucent dice a lot of times are generally more uh, uh, weighted properly than solid dice. I found mm. through my you know time in D and D. Well, it's because uh, you can see if there's a defect in them. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. The the ones that have you know that have the defects generally don't make it out of the market and or don't make it to the market. I just read this whole thing. I was reading this whole thing because um, that uh, Star Wars game, some guy was caught cheating. And what he was doing was he was boiling his dice. What? And what that does when you do that is it moves any air bubbles that are mm-hmm. inside the dice to one side. Oh, okay. And then it's weighted. Yep. Yeah, the, uh, one, one nice thing, if you've never done it before, you can actually kind of test the weight, you know, the... If your dice is you know weighted you know weighted somewhat property or whether it's weighted towards certain numbers, if you you take a you know small glass of water and you put a lot of salt in it, basically enough to raise the the surface tension uh, or the density, I guess, of the water yeah, where your dice can the float, density of- and then you have it float, and then you just like spin the you know spin the die you know, a few times, and since it's now kind of basically frictionless, um, it. You know the weight. You know if it's weighted. You know of any kind. That you know it'll it'll stick where the itself. weight goes down. And so yeah. if yeah. you have it, if you have someone who is always rolling twenties, if you put a you know, put it in there and test it, sometimes they are weighted for twenty. Sometimes they're weighted for some other number. Uh, <laughs> we we did that one time uh, back with my last gaming group. And yeah, one guy his dice were weighted at twenty, and I was like, I was like personally, I wouldn't play with that die because it, you know it it gets boring when you're always critting. But <laughs> and not only that, it's like. It's like really like you like, do yeah. that like we're just hanging out playing D and D you know yeah. it's like no big deal yeah like it's not like we're like playing for money or anything like that you know well I mean sometimes sometimes you might not realize that you have it could be a defective dice but yeah I, I you know like it depends on how well you know the person and what their personality is and whether they're likely to do something like that. Yeah, like he didn't intentionally buy a weighted die. It just happened. Oh, to be he just got his, one. Okay. It just happened to be gotcha. that his that his die was favored twenty. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, especially when it's one of those that you know it it's the whole set. I mean, yeah, they do sell dice sets out there that do have weighted dice. They sell weighted dice out there that you can get. They sell dice that have you know don't have a one and have a twenty you know have a twenty in the space of the one too. I mean, it's like there's cheat dice out there if people want to buy them, but it's like what's the point of it? You know, that's you know. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm debating, you know, talking about like, you know, cheating or or, or like gaming the system. I'm debating because there's there's an, another Shades by Tona coming up. I might go, and there's a new there's a new deck that I kind of realized is like kind of breaks the game a little bit. And I know if I brought that build, I'd probably win the tournament, but I'd feel kind of guilty. It's like game. Is like, the community aware that this is I like a broken say, set? Kinda. Like some of the community is. Like if you're really in the, if you're really into, you know, the strategy of the game, you know about it. But when you go to a lot of 
of these tournaments, you know, the local guys, they're not. They're just dudes who play games without reading up on it. They might just play on the weekends, you know what I'm saying? You know, when I get into stuff, I research, you know? Yeah. So do, does Shadespire have a, uh, not sidebar, What what's the thing called in, in Magic where you have the 15 cards to the side? That you a sidebar. Is, sidebar. Uh, it's, no, it's called a, um, ah, uh, man, now it slipped out of my... It's a sideboard. Side it's a sideboard, sideboard yeah. Sideboard, yeah, sideboard. Yeah. So does Shadespire have like a sideboard? Where it doesn't it, have know, a sideboard. That would be cool. But what they do do is you're allowed to go into a tournament with two deck lists, I'm like so two immature. armies. You said doo-doo. And then you could, and then you have to secretly pick which one you're going to use for that game. So you can kind of change it. So if you see a person plays a lot of a certain faction, you could maybe have a, a, a deck list ready to handle that faction and then pick it if you think they're going to pick that same faction. Or, yeah. you know, some people just, just you know, they don't, they don't have two. They just have one and, and they, you know, whatever. Yeah, because I, I know, like, you know, back when I, you know, I never got super, super heavy involved with Magic as far as you know, going to the tournaments and all that stuff. But I do know that, you know, like with Magic, you know, as the, the different expansions came across, the meta changed and certain decks became, you know, real powerful in there. But most of them usually always had something that you could, you know, have in your sideboard to, you know, to counter them. So that's well, you know, something like that where it's this, like, this thing has a, a weakness. You just have to prepare for it. Well, this strategy is... Um, I actually found out this strategy a while back, and I was doing it, and I felt kind of just shysty doing it. So there's this faction that I like, these like paladins and like heavy armor, and they're really tough, and they get hit hard too. But um, you could play them in a way where you stay back defensively, and you got to remember, the game in total, you make 12 moves throughout the whole game. Yeah. So each turn, you only have four you know, moves per turn. So if you play super defensively and just avoid the other army, it, it, it could be really hard for them to score points with you if they need to get points by killing. You know what I'm saying? And the way that this, this new expansion just released a relic, and there was these relics in the game. And the way the relics worked were, if you, ha if you had more of the relics the relic would become more powerful. So if you had one relic, you you know, this thing happened. If you had two relics, you would you would pick up an extra card. If you had three relics, you would get an extra attack. You know, things like that. So they came up with the final one. So if you have all six relics, you get an extra four victory points at the end of the game just for having all six relics. And victory points are major. You know, you have to either kill something to get a victory point, or you have to score one of your mission cards to get victory points. So this just gives you four victory points just for having the whole set. And basically what this does is, so you take your guys, you back all the way up to the back of the board, and your actions are drawing cards. So instead of you know, making an attack with your action or moving with your action, you're drawing cards because that is an option you could do. You could give up one of your one of your actions to pick up a card. So basically, you're just filtering your deck, trying to look for those relics. And all the objectives you're taking are basically, you know, um, you um, get victory points for doing things that you don't have to interact with the other faction at all. So it's kind of like you're basically playing solitaire by yourself. You know, while the other person frantically tries to close the gap between you and him to score points or stop you from scoring points. And it's almost impossible. That's kind of messed up. And that's just, you know, and, uh, you know, they are going to notice this. And if it does start hitting the, uh, the um, official scene, they'll do something about it. They'll either fix the relic or they'll ban something or they'll adjust where they, you know. But for right now, until it is adjusted, it 
can be exploited. And I'm, and I was, you know, and I was talking about with a friend of mine, and he was like, "Well, you should play it just so it's in the official bracket. Because if you go to official tournaments, at least you could play it. They can, they could, they could start to see it. You know what I'm saying?" Well, is there a committee that runs these tournaments? Well, no. Usually, you know, Games Workshop runs runs a tournament, or if a store buys a tournament kit, they could run a tournament also. Are you talking about like a like a ruling body like there is for Magic? Yeah. Where they come up with, you know, these are the banned cards, these are the Games cards, Workshop so. does that, yeah. They, you know, the people who make the game do that. I mean, you could always write them and let them know there's a broken mechanic. But... I'm sure they know by now. And I'm sure they're scrambling to try and fix it, or they're trying to see... If it's going to be abused. Oh, it will be. Yeah, yeah I was going to say. <laughs> if it Anything can be that abused, can be abused will, be. will be, for sure. Exactly. It's almost just a matter of when, right? How did yeah. you say you found out about it? Um, I found out about it through talking on the forums and Facebook pages. All right, so there, there's already a presence out there. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right, yeah so definitely. Yep. The... the the hammer's gonna come down. It's gonna come down. Crazy. I was just thinking about the hammer because of what they're doing right now in um, ARC. <laughs> you know, like they're, <laughs> they're finally, after years, it's like now they're having more time to devote to that. But we'll talk about that stuff tomorrow. Sorry, but I'm not the god of hammers. I'm just gonna say that made me, <laughs> that, that made me happy. I, usually these game, but usually these these type of games like are really dependent on what happens in the tournament uh -huh. scene so they usually fix it like faster than like than like awkward fix so something. your friend was saying like you should use it so that there would be a spotlight on it faster i or? guess yeah it's like if everybody starts you know if these decks start winning tournaments all over the place it'll it'll force them to do something about right. it quicker I because people are going to so. be like i'm not going to go to a tournament if it's just going to be the same freaking deck right. winning all right. the time you know yeah. Well, I would just hate to be like, that guy well to be known for that. While you have it. Right. I could yeah, but... Where... No, I, I, I don't personally like right doing now. that, but... But it's such it's such a negative game, a play experience for the other person. Because yeah, exactly. just imagine exactly. you, you, you rack up, you know, you put your models on the board, you got your deck, and you're ready for, like, a strategic battle. And, and the other person, all he does is backs up away from you and just plays his little game doing what he has to do and with your four moves you don't really have enough time to get to him now if this yeah. game was like um warhammer 40k or fantasy where it's going turn by turn like you're gonna get to the other army eventually this like you only have 12 moves yep. so if you can't get to him within those 12 moves and do what you have to do or stop him from doing it you know and and that deck also plays all of the movement shenanigan cards. So, like, you'll be yeah. getting to him, and he'll play Earthquake, where he moves you back a space. And it's like, all right, I just moved up, and I just lost all the progress, yeah. you know, with that one card. Or he'll play a card where if you charge him, you could then make a reaction where you move that guy out of the way. So now you just wasted that move charging nobody because he just yeah. moved that model one space back. You know, so and they they'll, they'll also play all those cards. So it's like when you finally do get close to them, they'll just play all these movement shenanigan cards just to slow you down even more. So they could just get out their relics, get out their their um mission cards that are like um go a turn without losing a uh, a fighter or go a turn without being in base base contact with anybody. Just all these like non non like um just non interactive cards. You know what I'm saying? And it's just for the other player, it's just a very frustrating game to play. 
Now, have you played against one of those decks yet? Um, not since these relics been out. I've played against um a defensive deck, and I used to play a defensive deck, and there were ways to beat it because while they're being defensive, you have free reign of the board to go and hold objectives and do all your ploys without them stopping you. So it was kind of who could do the most ploys first, and it was very 50-50. So it kind of made that deck almost not worth it because he like, if they have objective stuff, I can't stop them. And some of the objective stuff gets more points than what they could do. So it was kind of like a little 50-50. It was all right. But now with these relics, you get those four victory points at the end, which will push you over the edge 90% of the time. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. It's cray-cray. <laughs> yeah, that seems like it, it needs to be fixed. I can't imagine that would be fun to play again for any amount of time. <laughs> We will we will have to see what happens with this. How long does it normally take them to do a turnaround when it comes to stuff like this? Well, this is a relatively new game, and oh, okay. nothing has really needed to be fixed like this yet, oh, so we'll see. Okay. Yeah, right. that makes sense. You guys are just kind of working through the bugs like a video game would, more or less. Somebody did not foresee this kind of a thing. Well, I mean, I like trading card games, a lot of times... Uh, yeah. You have to go through these cycles. And tweak stuff and make... What the problem is, it. no matter what game it is, a video game, a board game, a miniatures game, no matter what it is, until it hits the general public, you can't foresee every bug. Right. Yep, exactly. You just can't yeah. do it, because there's always somebody out there that just finds something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes well, the, the consumer is the best tester and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Because well, with so much, what a lot of a lot of it is, especially with stuff like you know, you know, like magic, you know, cards like that, is it's a matter of interpretation of, you know, wording of a card. You know, that same type of thing with like you know D and D, Pathfinder, all that stuff, is it's you know, the interpretation of the way that something is written, and if one person, you know, sees that you know because the English language you know, does have its flaws, um, where you know they'll read something and they'll be like, oh, well, if you interpret it this way you know, then, you know, it works with this card over here. Like, instead of saying, you know, it, it might say all, you know, here, or, you know, it, it might, you know, instead of any, or... That know. happened in this game. And it so happened, with, with yeah. like that, then, then people will, you know, they'll see, like, oh, well, this other thing over here, you know, they, they you know, they, they called it, you know, something else. Like, with, you know, with stuff like, you know, when, like, Sliver decks came out, so like that, you know. Back and with magic, or you know, something like that where it says you know, you know, cho you know, choose a word on a card, and there's just so many cards that are out there, and, and you know, cards that come out later that you know, someone doesn't realize. Oh, you know, I can you know, this one you know, this one thing over here, it just you know, interacts with it, and it's in a completely broken way because of the literal interpretation of you know, of a wording type thing. And yeah, then it takes time for them to come out and say, well, you know, and errata or something like that, and say. You know, either change the wording on the card or say this is how it works. You know, while it says Annie, what it means is, you know, you know, uh, any you know any card, you know, in you know, redefine what in play means or something like that. Because I remember with the early ones, like there was cards that affected, you know, the way it was worded. It meant you could use like any card that was in your collection because it, it said something like you know, bring a card from outside of the game or something like that. Yeah. And so you could go and you could you could grab some you know grab something from you know them in your okay. binder and say yep this card right here is now being brought it brought into play well they had cards like that <laughs> so. specifically said you could grab a card from outside the game yeah 
Well, I just remember hearing about, um, specifically with Magic the Gathering and having a card like that, that uh, someone figured out a way to, some, it was a little fishy, but to somewhat bring a, like a Pikachu into Magic. <laughs> well, it's by Wizards of the Coast, so maybe like that was a loophole because the same company makes both games. Yeah, I don't remember exactly um, how they worked it out. But there was a card back in the day called, uh, I, uh, I think it was the Chaos Orb. So Chaos Orb, oh, right? Yeah. And what this card does, the wording on the card was, hold this card above the play surface and then flip it onto the plate the uh, the uh, play area and whatever cards that it's touching get removed from the game and someone at a tournament who wanted to win the tournament because he was in the uh, top tables and it was like a world tournament or something he proceeded to take the chaos off which by the way was like a hundred dollar card at the time like it wasn't no cheap card wow and he ripped it into a bunch what of little pieces <laughs> and then showered it over the table wow and Be, destroyed everything yeah wasn't they, that they, from they like a glitter unchained no that's where they got it from that's where they got it from yeah they made a new card to make fun of that it was that. called like chaos confetti exactly oh okay wow okay that's crazy they actually made a joke card about it later on but yeah, so at a tournament, he ripped it up, and that's what it was in the interpretation. They're like, well, I'm holding the card. It didn't say it had to be in one piece, you know, and he ripped uh, it. That's clever, but ballsy, and right. eh, I don't know. <laughs> it's the planning involved, and this is how I'm going to do it. He's like, if I get my KSO out there, I'm going to shock. I'm going to rip it up into like... 20 pieces yeah. and shower the that's table like, with chaos orb yeah that's his version of mike the mic drop boom <laughs> he just showers the table with his ripped up hundred dollar card that's nuts yeah but for winning that tournament he got like like fifteen thousand dollars you know wow. so whatever yeah so, yeah, so he probably went out and bought another and like one a, yeah. and like a new car <laughs> and like car. shit like that so <laughs> so i probably would have done the same thing yeah because <laughs> people oh. are talking about him Scarlet said goodnight. I think we missed it. Yeah, oh, goodnight. Magic the Gathering had some of the largest money prizes out oh, of yeah. any game. Yeah. I, I, I still wish I had gotten into that earlier, because which I almost did um, back when my friends and I we were looking to get into a game. And uh, TSR, you know, the, the, you know, the original owners of Dungeons & Dragons, they had a card, you know, a collectible card game out called uh, Spellfire. And my friends and I, because we we recognized the name TSR from D and D, we had gotten into that game, mm. and it was at the same time as like, I think like it was still the the beta string, you know, the beta line of Magic, and so if we would and because we saw the Magic there as well, I'm like oh we'll go with this other thing because we we trust this company, and so if we would have chosen Magic instead at that point, we would have mm. basically you know possibly been having access to some of the cards and you got to remember. You know, went for tons of money. Yeah. Back then, this was the early '90s, so it's like there wasn't the internet to jump on, and games right. like this. So you, have to, you just have to think about where how magic grew. Like, yeah, they grew just by word of mouth before right. the internet was like a big thing. So that was a pretty amazing thing. Like I remember playing Magic, and I remember like getting on a phone, opening the yellow pages, and just looking for comic book stores. And then calling them and ask them if they a sold magic and if they run like events. Yeah. And like that's how you found out. You had to like pick up a phone and call up the freaking store and ask. You know. Yep. Right. It was crazy. 
yeah, we had like our, our local store that you know had stuff, but he he didn't have uh, for a long time. He had to sell individual cards, so I had to go you know to another store that was like a half an hour away that actually you know had a decent amount of individual cards that we you know that we would want to buy and all that. And yeah, yeah, the Scribe the, magazine to be able to see. And how the much cool thing about there. that was it was pretty fun because each store had their own meta, so yeah. you mm-hmm. would go out and like. And like, if they had like an event, you would go out and you'd see totally new people you never met before and play in this new meta, and it was just amazing. It was really cool. Yeah, like, it can be more interesting. Yeah, in the absence of information sharing, how different regions and just and this applies to anything. How different regions develop their own communities and ways to do things. Exactly. And then when you played against their deck, it was their deck. You know what I'm saying? Like it was your deck against their deck, and it was it was really battle of the minds all these yep. games like it was just so great because you couldn't go on the internet look up the best deck and make it and it's like when you go to tournaments now it's you kind of know what everybody's playing because everyone's playing the same thing yeah and, and yeah and for the most part you normally didn't have to go against some of these you know basically broken decks because yeah people couldn't look up oh you know this person out here you know either theory you know either kind of like theory crafted you know a, a broken deck you know something that you know that they would never play but you know, but it in theory the works magazine. And, and bring that stuff and yeah, because like I remember there was, you know, there there was decks like that, but um, yeah, and like the magazines, you- like if someone won a tournament, they'll like list a deck list, and sometimes you would see it, but the information was so slow going because that magazine only came out once a month. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was you know it was just it was it was cool. I, I it was just really good. Like now it's it was like very like you didn't know what you were gonna play. And it was just really awesome. It was it was a cool time. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people didn't, you know, they didn't think or you know know have all the knowledge of the card interactions to come up with with those those combos. Whereas you know you might see some of the tournaments of the people who, you know, who know life didn't lived and, and breathed you know every card and poured through all the all the stuff. So these intensely powerful combos you wouldn't see at your local game store type thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. All right, is it time for me to hop in? It might be. It might be. Oh, she's still here? Yeah, she's still here. <laughs> we lost you. I've been here listening. We just, lost I've you, never, and now I've, you're found. I've never played any of this stuff, so I really don't have very much input. So you guys take it. You were lost, you, and now you're found. <laughs> oh, well, I've also um, continually, like, I'm still lost in Ark Survival Evolved. <laughs> so that's what nice. I've been playing this week. Obviously, a lot of Ark Survival Evolved. We, um... We're playing on our RP server. Uh, Goon and I took a camping trip um, down and camped next to the PvP Wild Wild West zone on the RP map that we're playing on. And Blue joined us. We started doing a backpacking trip. We set up camp right in the butt crack of the desert on the Ragnarok map and Ark. And that's where we logged out. And then, because um, Foe was having a so hard of a time um, getting Ark to cooperate, we, we felt like, well, maybe it was that map. Like, maybe it was a modded map. So we we had stopped playing, like, for a couple nights. Um, and then Cricket was gone on his Boy Scouts trip, so he wasn't in. And then, um, all of a sudden, they had announced that they were opening up fresh official servers and not allowing downloads. So you were really starting from scratch. And I thought, well, this is the perfect time for us to make our little 
like official camp out section, like little session for Rated Arc, our Arc podcast, so that we could have our little stamp in official and however big or whatever we do, like that's our little project and it's brand new. So you don't have a freaking like what, like uh, the version of an alpha tribe on a PBE server. You don't have a bunch of people bringing in stuff from aberration, clouding the server up with pre-made pillars and pre-made foundations and stuff like that. You know, so it's been cool because you really feel like you're cracking grounds and like with other people for the first time. And you don't feel like like how when they release like the Ragnarok expansion and stuff like that, that map, you just had people fly in with a whole bunch of metal pillars and pillar the entire place. And it just wrecked the experience for everyone. So it was neat. Um, being able to have that opportunity so and they didn't really amp it up like they just tweeted it out it was like that day they kind of hinted that they were going to be offering like different kinds of servers and then all of a sudden boom um they did it so that was like two days ago so i hopped on and i was like there was nobody else on this island server and i'm like this is so weird i'm like <laughs> there, nobody's on this this map this is crazy but i couldn't lock down the map the place that i wanted to get to i wanted to do the, that waterfall spot by the red op which we have yet to still see if we can get over there to see if anybody has claimed it because when it's a fresh map there's a shit ton of dinos there's so many dinos on that someone definitely right cleaned that spot by now there's no light still there. I don't know. It's you guys nuts. should go across the stream and block off those spires around that le- that that uh, lake before that gets taken. Yeah, that's true. So it's just been it's been crazy. There's so many dinosaurs, and with with all the TLC patches right now, it's the Ichiornises, the little thieving seagulls that swoop down and eat your stuff, has been ridiculous. Um, the raptors with their new abilities are pretty lethal, so. They have been giving, yeah, they have been giving people a run for their money, so yeah, that's if, fun. Yeah, if it's not official, I would say you probably want to uh, set up somewhere closer to the uh, the sheep as well, because that's one of the issues that you know, I had noticed the you know, last couple of times we've been playing on Ragnarok. I assume it's Ragnarok you're playing on. Well, we are actually on Island. We went on oh, Island this time because okay. everybody, like, I haven't played Island so long. I know, none of us have. We've been playing on uh, so many other maps. And Goon was really itching to do Island. And I remember when they they only put out, like, one of each map. And I remember everybody saying, like, Aberration isn't really a map that you want to play on your own. Like, it's like a companion map. It's not like... Because you rely on other maps to, func- like, to go back and forth, to coexist. With so they're saying you can't actually play Aberration as, like, a standalone map? Is that well, the idea? Well, that seems to be the general consensus. Like, it's more or less a nice like a map to work with another map not necessarily yeah. like I, I mean people i'm sure play it but the it's it seems kind of limited once you play through it i guess That's yeah the feeling well, I've been i don't know when when i mean, when aberration first dropped and we played on prometheus server i you know i i thought it felt fine playing it you know by itself the only thing which you know, wasn't a big issue for me anyway because i'd never really used the tech stuff was the fact that you can't get access to all of the other tech buildings like you can't get you know tech foundations or anything like that because there's no way to, you know, to spawn those to bosses you right. know, or, you know, to, to fight those bosses regularly just within the map itself. Right. And the map is just, it kind of felt like a scorched earth kind of feel for me. Like I still have to play through aberration. All of a sudden I die. I don't, when I dove back into arc, I was like, I had so like kind of how you feel right now with gaming. Like you have so many avenues 
you have so many options and not enough time. Like, that's how I felt with Ark. Like, I haven't even dove into Aberration. I haven't been impregnated by a Reaper like everybody talks about. Like, I haven't done all that stuff yet. Because it feels like there's always so much stuff that we can do, you know? So, I don't know. I was just, the general consensus is that it's a good condiment map. Like, it's a good map to add to another map. So... Like maybe the arc. <laughs> a condiment map. I like that terminology. Condiment, yeah, it's a condiment <laughs> map. Kind of like Scorched Earth. It's really fun for a while. And then you're like, oh, I'm really tired of sand. Can I just have some trees and some foliage or something? Like, come on. Is, is, is the sand rough and coarse and irritating and does it get yes. everywhere? Yes. It gets in all the places. Gets so, in all the cracks. All of the places. So, yeah, um, that's been cool. We've been juggling back and forth, and I still need to um, get back into World of Worship. So we did it on our free-to-play Saturday night, and it was really cool. And Javelin in our gaming group gave me one of his invites, Trey and I. And Trey and I just, he, he, we just happened to not play as much as his roommate Dolphy's in free invite people do. So I don't want to leave him hanging. And it's actually, it was a cool game to play as a group because you could load into World of Warships, and you get to pick what kind of a ship you want what country what time period kind of stuff um and you can go it kind of reminded me of a MOBA but with ships and Mm. there's different maps and you could go with your other players like 5v5 and you would have your ship and then your friends or other players against an AI team and you get to um rack up points and then upgrade and you know it's pretty cool and it's free to play so you can um, find it on Steam free to play or you can go to worldworships.com or to our show notes but I do so I have plans I need to make time I was going to see if Javelin wanted to make like a World of Warship night or something like he could host that because there are like Tuxedo Badger was getting into it um, Kirkanos was into it so from our free to play Saturday, there was actually a group of people that really kind of dug it more, and I was one of them. I I liked it more than I thought I would, so um, it was cool. This week we're doing Brink, foes, foes nemesis game from uh, it, it was his letdown game. We're rocking out Brink. It's not too late to change it to Fortnite though, so let me know. <laughs> I'm down for whatever, but do, whichever it'll be do. fun. Yeah, it'll be fun whatever we do. Yeah, so we could always throw Fortnite up later on, or we could swap them. Just let me know. Um, yeah, and also, I subscribed to World of Warcraft today, so I can join uh, the crew in World of Warcraft. We just got to get Luminin to get us our invites. And I just, I posted to uh, Luminin in our Discord. It's like, hey, dude, we got to um, get into the thing. And now, all of a sudden, if you look, uh, Tuxedo Badger is hovering now. So we might, we might have <laughs> infected another person. No, I have not, to make him pull no, the I'm trigger. not gonna buy it. I'm not <laughs> reactivating my account. One of us. One of us. One of us. Do it. Do it. Do it. I promise you won't regret it. Hot. <laughs> Hot. 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 <laughs> um, and then I also um, came across Stardew Valley. I still love that game. It's a great summertime game for me because I can play it on my laptop. And now that summertime is on the horizon, that means I'll be spending more time outside while my kids play and we do a lot of outside stuff. And then while everybody else is busy, I'm like, and I got to sit here and be the, the parental figure and monitor fistfights and such. I like to take my laptop out and Stardew Valley plays really well on that. So I, I know that I played a lot last summer with Stardew Valley. Yeah, um, that so multiplayer beta needs to come out of beta and I get know, onto console so I can, I, so I can so I can duel it up. 
Yeah, you and I could be on a farm together. You better not try to steal my man. You better not try to steal my man. I'll give oh. you a pizza. <laughs> yes, I like pizza. Um, I don't know if Elliot likes pizza, though. I may have chosen the snobby person. I may need to try to piss him off and then hook up with someone. I'm going to come in. I'm going to steal you a hook man. Hook up with the emo guy or the fisher. The next block. Yes. Can you hook up with steal. the fisherman? The fisherman? No, he seems a little crotchety. I don't know that I want to. <laughs> I still, haven't, I still haven't played Stardew Valley. I, smell. I haven't. I, I just saw that it's on sale for nine bucks on what? PlayStation. Well, there you go. On PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, it's made its way at PlayStation and on the, the Switch. I'm going to wind up getting it for and a Xbox. Switch when I get a Switch. I, and on Xbox. I think you guys would. I mean, it's a nice game. That looks like it's, a perfect Switch game. It's a deep game. It's deeper than what you think. It's pretty cool. But one of the articles I came across was... It was, there's no harem route allowed in Stardew Valley. Because in Stardew Valley, it's not just a, like a farming game, like a lot of people think. There's there's kind of, I guess, in essence, like dungeons um, and the caves. And the caves are layered. So you can go and do mining. You can do farming. You can have the social aspect. There's so many different layers in this game that I was I was blown away. And it's really, even the social scene is very deep because every character in the town has a backstory they all have personalities they have their dislikes and likes um some people play strictly with ignoring the entire town like i'm not even going to talk to you weirdos and then other people you can actually cultivate relationships friendships marriages you can date them you can date multiple but apparently it says um the, in this article i came across it was you it was usgamer.net Video games that let you build up a life and personality for a character typically call on you to make moral choices. Some people purposefully tread down the path of utter jerkdom, kicking up dirt as they travel, and resolve to be as mean and hurtful as possible. Meanwhile, the thought of being mean to a video game character sends this author spiraling into a mild panic. So it's all about because in in Stardew Valley you can spark up relationships and it's and you do that by like gifting them some of their favorite items, remembering them on their birthday, striking up just conversation, um, stuff like that. And then each time like you work towards it, you can work up to like ten stars. And then with each um, part of the relationship, it unlocks relationship events. So they might confide in you. They might ask you for advice. They might invite you to go somewhere. They might invite you out on a date. They might propose to you like as you work up. So, but they're saying that um, that you cannot though. You cannot be in a straight on 10 heart relationship with everybody you know so it, it's kind of interesting why not i know they just don't want it to be that way i guess if i want to be a floozy i'll be a floozy i guess they don't want you to do this i guess there's actually a like a dynamic in the game it said um right here stardew valley's new relationship disaster scenario was posted on the game subreddit um, an imager album set up by Ira Elefante, Elephant Elefante offers a screen screen by screen breakdown of what happens when all of your boyfriends corner you after you work your way up to a serious tenor relationship with each one. There's a scorned girlfriend variant too, so because it goes both ways. Um, Alex, Sam, Seth, and Elliot, who still needs to be smacked around with a sock full of soap bars. 
Elliot is my my husband right now <laughs> in my game. I totally um won over Elliot. Are understandably pissed, but Harvey and Shane's reactions are saddening. Harvey, who was hoping, and Harvey's the doctor in town, and Harvey was hoping to settle down and raise a family with the player and wants to know where he went wrong. Where Shane, um, he has more of a darker character line where he struggles with suicide and substance abuse. Jesus. And stuff. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's way too Yeah, he's, like, he's a super emo kid. Yeah, very emo. Um, and Shane, who's. I'd be like, here's a knife. Get out of my face. You would not, you big. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sheds the path of utter jerkdom. Oh, so and Shane, whose bond with the player up until that point involves overcoming a struggle, a struggle with alcoholism, actually slides back into his bad habits once he finds out you've been, you know, suck it up, buttercup, macking on everybody else in town. So it says once you've endured the persona style public shaming, at least the beatdown is only verbal. Unlike what happens if you're caught dating all the girls in Persona Five. I've never played that game. Have you guys? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mm-mm. you've heard me talk about playing yes, this game. You, it's oh, a great that's right, game. You have. Yeah, <laughs> so have you? Uh, you wouldn't do that, though, would you, Electron? You wouldn't. No. So, that. so, so basically, I only, I only ever, quote unquote, pursued one character in the game. But uh, my roommate made me promise if I do New Game Plus that I, <laughs> that I try to romance all of them. All of them. <laughs> Just to see the outcome, right? Yeah. Well, it says all the, in, in Stardew Valley, all of your loves break up with you all at once and they won't talk to you for some time. But as another um, imager, imager el- album um, from ele- <laughs> Era Elefante demonstrates forgiveness is possible after 11 days or so in the game. But it's currently unclear uh, or if you reach if you could reach boyfriend or girlfriend status again with a Stardew Valley bachelor or bachelorette. So it's still in testing phase on whether... If you cheat on all of the characters in the game, if you wait 11 days, if you can even um, have, cultivate that boyfriend or girlfriend relationship again. It's like a pixelated so, version of The Sims. I know, it's so weird. But it's actually, it's so layered. There's definitely, there's like a dungeon aspect. There's um, time management. There's social. There's exploration, crafting, farming. Like, it's a really rich game when it comes to stuff like that. Um, it says a few players of the Stardew Valley subreddit and beyond are disappointed to learn that the update effectively seals off any potential for a po- polygamous romance. Much as I'd like to see that option come to fruition in a future update, cheating on six people at once isn't the most romantic activity in the world. Um, so it says so. In, in essence, this person is like was struggling with um, being mean to these characters because you can in essence you can be mean to them. You can say mean things or give them things you know that they will hate and and stuff like that so it had me wondering how do you guys play your characters in game do you go about your characters like when you hop in because i know a lot of you have played games like grand theft auto do you play your characters in the games that you play like close to you in real life or do you go for the opposite where you just are like no this is a game i'm going to play like entirely opposite of how i am in real life have I'm definitely use? close to myself. Close I, uh, to yourself? I struggle with immoral decisions. I'm the same way, dude. I'm the same exact way. Yeah, I, I can't, can't normally do mean. that either. Yeah. It, it all depends on, on the game. I mean, stuff like the, uh, you know, the Knights of the Old Republic series, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'll, you know, play through a Sith type thing a lot of times, or, um, 
or like a lot of the uh, the games where you, you, know, you have you know the you know something like the wizards and like necromancer type things. All you should play as those, so those are kind of inherently more evil. Um, so, I, but more times than not, I choose the the nicer path. Maybe not you know the nicest path, like you know the, the lawful good path, you know, so to speak. But you know, I'll usually pick something more nice than you know than utter jerkdom. Right. I I agree with you guys. I feel like. Like, sometimes, like, when I'm playing Ark, like, when I see dead bodies laying on the side of the beach and stuff, I will drag them into the water because I feel like they're littering me, littering my area with, like, level one logins, you know? Um, And in the RP game, like, RP Ark we just did, I went up and RP stole from someone, but even then, I left them a note and the little required um, clue, and then... I put an IOU, like, left it open for me to return those items kind of a thing. So, like, I I do struggle playing games where it would force me into doing bad things to other characters. Like, I feel like I don't, I play games to enjoy myself, so I don't like playing a game that is making me be a douchebag. Like, I can't. Yeah. I want that to be my choice. I don't want it to be, like, forced on me. Like, I have to do this. Like, everybody was talking about when you went and clubbed the Dodos and Pixar. Like, they started crying at you and stuff. It's like, oh, why'd you guys make the Dodos cry? Kind of stuff like that. So, well, how about you, Fo? What, what, how do you play your characters? Are they close to you, or do you kind of... I'm usually good. Your... I'm usually oh, good. Yeah. They are pretty close to me. Like, I'm good, but, like, I'll jack someone up. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they annoy me. <laughs> So on principle though, like it's yeah. like somebody has to throw the first punch and I'm like yeah, that's like yeah, I can agree with that. You have to throw the per- first punch, but there's no Geneva convention once you start shit with me. Like you don't get to come and then dictate how I retaliate. Like that's that's how I am. Like I once you start it with me, then I'm like, yeah, you don't get to tell me how I finish it, but I I can see that. That makes sense. Uh, so we all kind of play close to character. Is that what I'm gathering? Pretty much, yeah. Yes. Oh, and anything no. I'm interacting with other people, generally I do. Yeah. Like I said, if it's a pure, just like single player if it's experience. Just like an NPC or something, would you be more apt to be a douche canoe or? Uh, yeah, if it's a single player experience, I might be more like a what was it? Fable. I was the you know I went the more jerk route. Just because okay. a lot. Just because a lot of times it's easier. Because so fable so, doesn't count. I'm oh, just I have. This out here. <laughs> I still to this day. I still to this day would fable regret what I did in that game. Well, with so, fable, what like. What does that mean? I have not played. Okay, here, here, look. You could go good. You could take. You you could become good or become bad, and things happen to you in the game depending on which route you went. Like if you went okay. good, you would get like a halo and this like white light around you. Wow, if you went okay. if you went bad, you would start to get horns, and you everybody would would be, would would um, run away from you because they'd they'd be you know, like very scary. But you would also game, like the like the you know, the flip the bird emotes and stuff like that. I was I was playing <laughs> yeah. good. I was playing good the whole time. I had a good character. I was loving the story. But my son, two days before, oh, had gosh. beat it on the evil side. No, no. He beat it, and he was the same thing. He was all the right path and the good guy. So he beat it, right? And I watched him beat it. So we get up to the end of the game. And at the very end of the game, they give you two choices, which is save your sister and you get you know mm-hmm. you save the world or 
take this sword and kill your sister with it. And then this sword becomes like the ultimate demonic weapon. And my son was like, Dad, like, we already seen the good ending yesterday. We should see the bad ending. And as soon as I killed the sister, I felt terrible. Like, I felt like I was playing this whole game the good way. And then I just took this sword and killed my defenseless sister with it. And, you know, it became, I got this ultimate weapon. And then the whole storyline changes. And, like, it's like, oh, man, that's so terrible. The messed up part about that is, is like you spend all this effort to make a super good character, and then that one choice, you you sprout horns, and you're now all of a sudden a fucking devil. Well, I mean, it's you're killing your sister gravity, in cold yeah. blood, so yeah. it's like it's probably the gravity. It's not like you stole five Twinkies from a convenience store. You killed. And at the same sister. time, you could be going evil the whole time, and if you don't kill your sister, the horns go away, and you become good. Wow, so that kind of does make the game like all based off from just the end. Well, I mean, the the rest of the game you're playing, you know, you're you're good or yeah. evil. It's just there at the end. But uh, yeah, because like I went through and I and I basically uh, you know pulled out and was killing guards upon you know city guards upon city guards in order to turn myself evil. I was you know I was training them out, you know, training away from the from the cities and just murdering them so that you know so I'd become evil. And that way I could you know I would get the horns, I would get the you know the the flies going around me. I would learn the you know flip the bird emote because you were a jerkwad, you know, so you'd get different emotes instead of, you know, like a, a smile on a wave type thing. It would be, you know, like I said, you know, a flip, a, a rude gesture. And <laughs> Wow, yeah, that, yeah, I can see that. Did you guys ever try and date and marry women from multiple towns and get caught? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in that game, you actually pick where your wife lives, and if you own a house in that town, oh, really? they'll never yeah. know. Wow, that's that's crazy. I got caught because I had, I think, two houses in one town and accidentally put a second wife in the same oh, town. Yes, <laughs> you weren't nerdy enough to make a diagram of where you were keeping all of your your little mistakes. I should have made a better diagram. You needed yeah. to keep a spreadsheet. That Apparently, you needed to have a mistress spreadsheet. I had a goal. One woman in each town. That's all I needed. <laughs> but honestly, that was one of the great games. Like That's a game... That for its time was just so amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, because you could you could even have children in that game. I'm trying to remember was that original Xbox or was that 360? That was original uh, Xbox. Okay. Crazy. Well, I, I think, think one the- that one was 360. Well, which one? Yeah, the original Fable was original Xbox. Sorry. I think one of the games that I had a hard time with was World of Warcraft, leveling up a Death Knight, and they made me kill the townspeople. And they would scream, No, no, please, please! Yeah, don't kill me! Yeah. Don't kill me! Yeah. And then, like, I mean, that's in the very beginning, right? Yeah, that was in the starter zone. So, it be like, you couldn't get around it. That was a quest you had to complete before you could even leave. <laughs> yeah, even if you were a good guy, zone. Death Knights just decimated everybody. Yeah, they mm-hmm. made you just not care about who your victims were. You were just a tank. Of death, and you're just supposed. But to wasn't the premise like you were under control of the Lich King, and then but this still, was you, you breaking control? Yeah, yeah, you still had to do it though. Like it in the game. Well, like, basically, the lore. But yeah, if you ever if you never made a Death Knight, like you train as a Death Knight because you want to be a Death Knight, and right. then you start to like go realize. away from there and realize that you want to, yeah. you know, not be under the Lich King's control. Right. 
Because don't, isn't that why they spit on you and stuff when you go to your hometown? Throw stuff at you, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you get like scorned by the townspeople because they know that you were a little jack wagon taking everybody out. Mm -hmm. And then you had this change of conscience and you're like, oh, I can't do this. But um, yeah, that was one of the ones I think that I was, the game forced me to be a jack wagon. I was just like, this doesn't feel right. And they're pleading and you want to turn your sound down so you don't hear for them pleading. But it was almost life. like worth it because they were so badass. Like when you <laughs> played a death knight, it was just, oh my <laughs> God, I the first felt, death knight. I never felt like the rush of power that erased my conscience. I, I did. When I was yeah. sitting there in like hellfire instances, just like soloing bosses. And I'm like, ah. Just blasting through all these people. You yeah, that that's the dark side. That My party is. dies, and I'm just like, ah, I'm gonna wow. live, and I'm a blood yeah. knight. <laughs> yeah, you guys. And this boss, this I can't die because I'm constantly sucking health away from constantly, the boss. Constantly, yes, you know. It was it. so good. It was so yeah, good. It was a, a delicious time to be a death knight. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought when I was reading this, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there are other people who, because I noticed when I started playing Stardew Valley, like I would always gravitate towards like the underdogs. I didn't like the jock or the real popular people. Like I was like, I picked the guy out in the little beach hut, <laughs> Elliot. You picked the Fabio. I picked the, well, he was just the nicest one, you know? Um, I would have um, also maybe pursued the grouchy blacksmith, but he wasn't even, they wouldn't even let him date anyone because he liked some other chick in the town. Like that was a storyline. He wasn't even one of the bachelors. So, mm. or the, or like you were talking about earlier, the angry, stinky fishy fisherman, like maybe he wants some action. Like, I feel like they should open <laughs> all of I feel like they should open all of the characters up instead of limiting us. So, yeah, it was, I, I just thought I'd ask you guys when I came across that. Because the, the author of the article was kind of, you know, oh, man. <laughs> and the players apparently wanted to have harems. And they're not Infamous happy. was like that, too. Oh, Infamous right. had, like... I was oh, actually just could... looking that up on yeah. TV trips. I was just reading about Infamous. Oh, yeah, I do remember playing that. And it, Another it, great it, game, by the way. And Another it, great it's game. here, like several other games, this is here, your final karma as well as the ending received are determined by a specific choice just before the final boss. So just like in Fable. Wait, where, so you know, it, it literally doesn't matter what you did before, you just have to make that last choice? For the ending, it I said. Like yeah. It. Oh my yeah. goodness. It sounds like it. That's kind of a chip. Infamous was cool. That was a great game. But the, uh, the, uh, the bad guy powers were good, but the... Uh, the good guy powers I thought were more um, useful, utility wise. The bad guy powers were just all about like killing everything. Yeah, well, I was like, well, when I played through uh, Knights of the Old Republic, um, at least the second one, the first time I played through, I actually played uh, light side. You know, I, I played as a you know, Jedi guardian going into Jedi Knight. The second time through, it was actually much easier. I played as a Gwen to the Sith Lord and just. I could just go into a room and just force lightning everything, and it would die in seconds. <laughs> it just made the game so much easier that that one's like, man, you know, you know, the dark side is a powerful, is a powerful tool. Speaking of which, it is now May the Fourth be with you at least here on the oh, east coast. Man. Oh man, yes. Good point. Good point. Well, I think it's time to. I tossed in a would you rather. Or wait, 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 wait. I, I, oh. I have, I have a thing. I oh, have a thing. Even, because no, we don't. We don't. We don't got time. We don't got time. So, okay, would so you rather? I just, I just have to say it. It's your thing. I just finished. You really want to say that? 
What you just finished? What? I've just finished playing Subnautica. Oh, oh congrats! You finished the uh, game? Nice. Yes, and we were just talking about that last night too. Yes, we were... if 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 anybody listening to this likes sci-fi at all, I don't care what else you like. Play this game. You have to play it. I haven't it's finished so... it yet, but does it have it set up where it can be have a sequel? Just you know, no spoilers about it, but uh, I suppose. I mean, there's going to be DLC. I'm not sure exactly what's going to be Maybe a involved sequel to in anything. that, but uh, like you kind of could. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say definitely not. Yeah, they okay. could definitely leave the. That's um, another game I need to get back to to playing. Uh, yeah, so if you like, vi- or if you here. like survival games at all, you need to play this game. It is amazing. So all our ARC fans out there, play this game. Do awesome. it. It's amazing. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> don't tell me how to live my life. Don't tell. Uh, you, you, you don't tell him how to tell you not to live your life. <laughs> I live my life a quarter fathom at a time. <laughs> but seriously, this is like, honestly, I live my life how I want to live my life. One of my favorite pieces of sci-fi I have ever experienced. Well, how many hours did it take you to finish point. it? Uh, let's see. I've been playing for I think it's like sixty hours into the save file that I. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Sixty nine hours. Um. So. Yep. Great number, coach. Ah ha ha. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. Yeah, that, it was it was awesome. quite the ride. <laughs> well, it's good that it's worth it too. That's always a good thing. Yeah. No, I would definitely say you know what if you if you have the time to put in. Uh, not even that like because you don't have a whole bunch of time you know you like to play a lot well of yeah no i'm, I'm just saying like if you feel like you're you want to spend you know that amount of time playing a game i think it's worth buying at full price it is a great game how much did you pay for it how much uh, i bought it at full price which is i think it's like 24.99 but i'll look it real quick yep 24.99 awesome and it's so worth it <laughs> Although, I finished the game, but I still have two achievements that are locked, and I have no idea what they are. <laughs> they like one of those hidden achievements or something? <laughs> what was that, Blue? Is that like one of those hidden achievement kind of things? Yep. Every single hit achievement is hidden. Nice. But yeah, so that's what I wanted to say. Awesome! Well, thanks for adding that in, because I remember you were telling us last night that you were getting pretty close. Yep. All right, now it's time for Would You Rather. Here we go. Are you calling Chuck Norris a liar? Would you rather? <laughs> oh, it's a humdinger. Oh, wow. Would you rather? Tell me what? Ding. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would be so weird. No, let's not go there. Why did I ask this? Oh, would my goodness. Rather? No. Would you rather? Would you rather? Bing. Bing. Would you rather go about <laughs> your normal day naked or fall asleep for a year? Dang. Wait, Cricket. say that one more time. Cricket. Would you rather go about your normal day naked? So or fall asleep for a year. Or sleep for a year. Cricket? <sighs> I'm assuming there are normal of, repercussions. You're at the top of all Do teams. For either of those. Like, do I get arrested for being naked? I don't. It's right? naked for a day. So. Oh, just one day? It's just, yeah, naked. Would you rather go And, and, your and it's your normal day, day, so it'd be a, a work day, yeah. not, you know, not yeah. sit around your, your house day. naked. I'll call oh, out of work and be naked you know, the whole day. Working from home. But that's not your normal yeah. day, Fo. Yeah. You can't just call out like it's your normal day. So I, I, I normally would call say, out. Go about my normal like day naked because I don't want to lose a whole year of my life and, you know. Yeah, but you're going to be spending a year in jail because you're going to be putting, you know, being naked. Yeah. Well, just avoid school zones. You'll be all right. 
That's not your normal day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was gonna say he works out. at a school. Oh yeah, that sucks for foe. <laughs> <laughs> I totally could get out because I stay at home with my kids, so it wouldn't. I, they would just be scarred, you know, be seeing the crazy naked mommy for a day. I mean, they I wouldn't yeah. even remember. I guess it's one of those things, you know, I would start off trying to do my normal day naked, but, you know, I wouldn't probably be able to, <laughs> to end up the whole day, you know, as people are saying. Send that, you home. You know, exactly. Be like, what? Uh, call your wife and be like, um, well, I, well, I couldn't, cricket? I couldn't be totally naked. I would have to at least wear my ID badge, because otherwise I can't get into my building. Okay. <laughs> Legitness. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I am not going to be sleeping for a year. I feel because... like I would want to So be how are you going to attach that badge? May I ask? Um, I, will, I will hang it over something. <laughs> or... It's on a lanyard. <laughs> exactly, it is on a lanyard. No. Uh, the, the alloc, you know, you could just snap on the, uh, the alligator clip onto like, you know, a hanging piece of skin. Like a nip? A nip. Oh my goodness. Or an earring. Or your <laughs> a earbud. nip. A sack. So, so I think um, uh, I think you could probably make it through some of your day if you had some liquid courage. I feel like that might make it easier. Oh, that's happening. Except that wouldn't be a normal, day, normal part of your day either, man. Like, <laughs> I feel like I should have. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should be able to pull that off. If you drink just enough, you know, if you're going to get in trouble anyways, you might as well make it worth your while. Oh, I know what I could do. I could just pick my day to be a Saturday. Oh. And nobody's around. Oh, there you go. So a normal Saturday. At least I've got to go to a school. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> and I, mean my, I would get a lot of strange looks, but my, my normal day, I mean, I really don't generally see that many people anyway. I mean, I get in my car, I drive in, I have to see the person at the gate, and you know, but I'm in my car, and you know, they'll probably see that I don't have a shirt on, but then again, you know, especially if it's around summertime, you know, they might be like, okay, whatever. I mean, I work, I work on a military base. I'm sure a lot of people come in, you know, you sure you know I mean, half, half yeah. dressed. I mean, come in half dressed because they're getting ready to go on for PT and stuff like that. Oh. I'm sure. I'm not even not thinking bad. half dressed. Just think of all the drunk guys coming in the next day. Some of them probably coming in <laughs> naked as hell. So I'm sure it's not all that odd that they would see someone without a shirt. And then usually I'm in early enough where I'm. I'm, I'll run into, you know, a, maybe, you know, two or three people on my way up to my office. And then I sit in my office and there's like four of us in there. And I'm in a cubicle. So it, it, Man, that would be the elephant in the room. <laughs> so if you were to flip it, how would you be like if you went about your day and there was somebody naked, like you went to go get some ice cream and the person behind the counter is just dipping it out, you know, without any clothes? <laughs> I, I might pass on ice cream that day, if depending on <laughs> on what on what's hanging where when they're dipping it. I might be like, "Can you put a hairnet on that thing?" Can uh, you put a hairnet? <laughs> you have to have a hairnet, you know, if, in, when you're working in the food industry. So, uh. right. So, what's your choice, uh, Electron? Oh man. So, <laughs> so basically, I mean, any given day, I could say I I'll, I'll work from home, right? Uh-huh. So. I suppose I'd have to choose the going about normal day naked and work from home because I really don't want to lose a year either. Way too <laughs> no, much going on. It's quite a long time for sure to have to sit there and think. Like, but I, <laughs> but yeah. I am fortunate in that I have a job that lets me work from home whenever I yeah. feel like it. <laughs> Definitely. You are lucky. You are one of the lucky ones. How about you, Blue? What was your choice? If there was a stipulation where I would not be arrested... 
I would free ball the hell out of it. But would your work arrest you if you showed up? I mean... <laughs> I, I work with composite, and you don't uh -huh. want to get composite in places like that. So... I mean... Do you need your PPE. Oh, no, I'd be thrown in prison. Come on now. You run into work on... They would be drug testing the hell out of me. I... If, if if given the option, I would totally go a whole what day naked. What if you were abducted by aliens, or your your wife got mad and like? Well, then they just out. put him in a saint asylum. Are you listening to what you're no. saying? <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd probably say, "Well, you can take the day off then. You yeah, need to get your hoping, your yeah. stuff in order." What would you tell him, like, you know, you got in a fight with your wife, she got mad and threw all of your stuff out and burnt it on your front, the front lawn, or some crazy story? They'd probably look at me and be like, he finally cracked. <laughs> <laughs> he done lost his mind. <laughs> Alright. So everybody is going to rough it out naked and cross their fingers in hopes Is of it really roughing? I'm just saying. <laughs> I feel like it is because you really don't know like what the outcome is going to be. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. And you just hope it's not winter when this takes place. That's for sure. That would suck. Yeah, because I know most people are going to be hiding their own eyes as I'm walking by because I'm not, you know, I'm not Charles Atlas. You know, I'm not the Rocky <laughs> Horror. You know. Right. You're like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's time for last call. It's closing time. You better know that you can stay here. All I, right. What? I just realized that we didn't have the the shout out music, but I guess that's I guess it's only rated. Sorry for our uh -huh. I, We did hear it earlier before rec recording started, but yeah, that's true. We did. <laughs> we did something. Um, but now it's time to give shout outs. If you want, you can give shout. It's time for shout outs. It's time for shout outs. You can give shout outs. You can tell the listeners. These are the shout outs you. we can't live without. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> I guess I would just like to shout out to all the new CRR members that jumped into the chat recently. It's been fun getting to know all y'all. Yeah, um, and for those of you who are still too shy to do it, come on. Come on. Promise. It'll be fun. Get I guess in, I, need start man. I, I need to start spending more time, I guess, then, since I, I, I had some time off away. Yes. I didn't get to meet all these new people. No, you didn't. So definitely, um, don't be shy. And you can come and join us in the games we play and the podcasts we record at CrossRamabellion.com. And I'm also including our um, April and, oh, I meant to record or include May's. Um, I put the wrong calendar in. Um, our free-to-play Saturdays. So um, you want to check that out. I'm going to actually go there right now. We're going to do, um, for our Cross Realm Rebellion Gaming Group members, we're going to be doing Brink this Saturday, unless Faux changes it to Fortnite. We'll figure it out, but just show up at, I think it was 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, yep, in Discord. And then um, hopefully we'll be able to rock out D&D &D next Saturday with Dungeon Master Faux on the 12th. We're going to slide in his yep. DM. I'm gonna yeah. slide into my DM. My whole it's DM. going down in the DM. You know what's so funny? Lumina makes me laugh because 
he gets to a game, his attention span is so slow. Like, he's still standing in my base in Ark. Yes. The, uh, the, the other one. Pixar, Pixar. So he's in Pixar because I logged in just now so I could see if, like, all my stuff is is alive still. And he's still standing in my base. Like, he never came back ever since that day. Still standing. It's crazy. That's why I was picking. I really feel like when he tried to pick on us about April 1st Fool's, his April Fool's Day was like, I'm I'm not um, talking to my gaming group people. I am going to value the real-life connections. My Pixar Oh my goodness! Server. Yes, my Pixar server is up for three months, and then till then, you know, like I'm like he wasn't kidding because he hasn't come back. <laughs> he was just, and everybody was like, I really hope this is an April first thing, and he was like, LOL, but I really think it's for real. I really think it is. I Uh-oh. think he left us. No, I, I do have, I do have one final shout out. May the fourth be with you. Don't yes. hush your face. You. I need to watch like all the movies. Oh, it's so annoying because now I gotta Actually, wear my I'm Star Wars tomorrow. shirt tomorrow. I can't watch all the movies. There you go. <laughs> I gotta wear my Star Wars shirt tomorrow. It's gonna be May. Um, we also have on May nineteenth our free to play Saturday Paladins. The twenty sixth is D and D night, and the second of June is free to play Warframe. So Ooh, Warframe think, is good. I think we're gonna be tossing in a Fortnite action there, and also Cross. What was the one Cross something? Um, cross out was it? I'll be honest. Warframe is a really good game. <laughs> Warframe is a good game, but it's definitely not a game like it's. It takes like a while to really get into the meat of it. It's it's kind of like a WoW type game. It's yeah. The beginning is well, very it's slow. It's a long tutorial. It's a, better. There's a very long tutorial. Oh. It takes a yeah. It's not like you so just get in and play. Swap it out with Fortnite, then maybe. Fortnite would. Probably I think so. Be I think Esme yeah, really so. wants to play Fortnite again. Well, I think she does. Fo was the one who suggested it in the beginning. Well, Fo is the one. So Fo Fortnite. Oh, <gasps> will Electron get all saucy over there? <laughs> Listen to him. Oh, he's getting saucy. <laughs> Yeah, I just think, I gotta get this ahead of time though. I gotta if if it's not a good free to play game, we might as well swap it out. So gotta plan this. Well, thing. it's a good game, just not necessarily it's on a short term. For an yeah. hour or two with a group. Without yeah, exactly. Doing the tutorial. Oh. Yeah, you would definitely need to go through the tutorial at least you know on your own beforehand. Well, I'm glad you guys told me this, so we'll just make um, June second Fortnite night. That's what we'll do. Fortnite, Fortnite night. Fortnite. Fortnite night. Night night night. Night night. Night night, everybody! Night night. It's closing oh, time. It's, you don't it's have to go home, but you can stay here. Alright, so what we were really saying was goodbye. Bye! Goodbye! Bye, Felicia. Mm, cooking is so good. <laughs> <laughs>